0: Hey y'all! I bet you're wondering what we're doing up so early this morning. Well, Super Don gets up this early any any day of the week, but uh, me, nah, I'd be sleeping in. Well, Mom is. Uh, it's a special edition of the Robert Cabell Show for those of you catching it early. Hey, welcome! Uh, it's Happy Birthday, Mom. Her ninetieth is today, January 29th, twenty twenty four. It's a Monday in not so hot Atlanta, chilly Atlanta, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna rock the hell for you anyway and eventually hear from the birthday girl herself probably later in the second hour Uh, but we'll get there you guys want to talk about stuff we got stuff you me and super d primarily today including uh let's see can we ban our way to a better world banning everything can we do that Uh, Also, we got, uh, let's see, a homeopathic hit related to sinuses. You hear me snorting, sniffing, whatever that is, that sound is. (laughs) We got a hit on an obscure remedy, not so often used, but can help with sinuses. And uh, let's see, repairing our past. Ooh, how to repair our post-repentance culture. That, we had some interesting philosophical discussions to have today on my mom's birthday at 90. We had fun dancing last night. We'll show you some videos and pictures of that as we go through. And then SuperDonald will replay this later. So if you're listening at the normal time, hey, you missed the live version, but have some fun. We got a lot of healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. After this, we get started now. The Robert Scott the Bell, Robert Bell Show. Scott Bell show.
1: the voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott
0: Bell. Welcome to a special early edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show happening uh, from Mom's Place. That's right. I I told you all on January 29th, 2024, we'd be celebrating my mom's 90th birthday. We actually celebrated it a day early. Uh, Went out uh, with uh, friends that she has, and there were loads of them, and then went to a big dance and they were all waiting to dance with her and it was an amazing night and it went late and of course uh you know when you're old and married like I am you think I'm out past nine o'clock it's past my bedtime (laughs) we were out way well past that and uh, mom was just a trooper she was just dancing the night away people wanted to dance with her throughout the evening and then uh, made it back I said mom you can uh, sleep in and join me sometime in the second hour don't hurry uh, because it's it was a wild, wild, uh, wild time yesterday. A lot of a lot of reunions, a lot of friends, and uh, we've got some pictures of some of that. Super Don will share with us as well. I got my uh, big mug of morning, what do we call this, morning magic? Uh, <laughs> it's not coffee today, Super Don. I know you've been cutting back on the coffee. I've got my uh, mate, and I think I've got some dandelion blend And a little bit of organic peppermint mixed in. It's a nice start to the day for me. How are you, my friend? It's way earlier where you are.
1: I have Hmm. organic breakfast blend of some sort that I got at natural grocers. Um, Oh, nice. Look at you. Some organic half and half (laughs) and some organic uh, blue agave uh,
0: for the sweeteners. Who is this producer I have? Super. (laughs) It's so cool. It's wild. That's crazy. But, uh, uh, you know this. this for those uh, tuning in early, welcome. Good morning. Um, we're going to replay this. For those of you watching at the normal time, it's like from this morning, but uh, you're you're not going to miss anything, unless you want love, love interacting with us in the live chat room, and we'll see if we can manage Which, that too. By the way, good yeah. morning to uh, Diana uh, Case Meyer,
1: who yeah. has joined us. She's up bright Great and early. Really. Nice. Um, I don't know what what time zone she's in, but uh, it's it's 7 a.m. here. <laughs> You've got 10 a.m., so I don't want to hear any whining.
0: No whining from me today. No, yes. I'm okay. I'm okay. I uh, just um, the uh, I don't know if you could show maybe at least one pick 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 a picture or maybe a video. We'll, we might replay it certainly when mom comes and shows up. But you got to see this. I, I mean, even for me, knowing my mom, uh, it's like if you can picture a woman of. 90 years on the planet there's mom and there's my daughter so we got three generations right there with the 90th birthday at the dance party last night um i I don't know i mean look i know she's my mom and stuff but it's very impressive when you just think um objectively about a 90 year old going out dancing super done what do you mean you don't it's like maybe on a walker or something like that right you just don't see that much and and,
1: it's, it's definitely not typical
0: yeah. And, and it's not that she hasn't had challenges in her life. And I guess this is part, you know, part of that story is super Don, You and I were talking about, uh, the choices we make, you know, instant gratification and I'll pay for it later versus recognizing that, you know, if I make decisions now that are not so easy based on what I know about what causes us to age prematurely versus that, which sustains us even through what our, what we might consider our elder years where most people are either not alive or they're Barely functioning on life support, or other people are wiping their tushies because they can no longer do it for themselves. Um, how I guess the question is, how many people are willing to look forward in their life and say, "How do I want to live?" Or others, you know, like a Billy Joel song, "Only the Good Die Young." Just you know, burn out better to burn out than fade away, right? And well, that comes from the Highlander movie, funny enough. Uh, yeah. So I, I just philosophically think about these things, and you know, everybody's got a journey. Uh, Some believe the journey is filled with uh, moments of victimhood. That is, we're all just victims of predetermined or destiny is set for us versus those that say, you know what? I can make choices at any point in my life and change my destiny or whatever that you believe that to be. And, you know, a big part of my journey in life, Super D, long before we met was making a decision at the age of twenty four after suffering 24 years of chronic illness, that I, I don't want to live like this. And I don't want to see what happens with if I make it to 48, considering how sick I was in my younger years. And so the choices I made facilitated me, I believe, this is, again, my belief. Somebody can disagree with me. Prove it. Being, yeah, prove exactly. It. You can't Get, prove it. Getting to that point of, <laughs> you know, hey the kickboxing thing that i do and you know right. running circles around a lot of people like that it's like as i, I point out I, I tease super don i'm not bragging honestly i'm so genuinely like looking back on my life and seeing where i am and going dude this is really cool i don't think this would have happened had i not made that decision. now somebody like you said you could be a skeptic and say well there's no way to know that you know all right doesn't matter now those of you who live like it doesn't matter are probably not in this audience right? You're like, I don't want to hear well, that message. Well, for,
1: except for the, the ones that saw the light at some point, right?
0: Sure, yes. I mean, maybe you've all been there at a certain point, or maybe some I of your I personally don't saying, know
1: anybody who kicked their own butt for many years before, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, can't imagine what that would be like.
0: You don't think so, no? No,
1: no, not at all. All right. All. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lori. Lori's uh, up, I feel like Miss Marianne. Uh, Leslie. Leslie <laughs> I see where's Yeah. Where's my mirror with no mirror in it, Right. I see <laughs> Leslie. Yeah. I see Lori. Thomas is here. Mm-hmm. Good morning guys. Good
0: I think morning. it's going to be a bit of a philosophical show when you think about, uh, those milestones in life, you know, where you just start looking back, you look at the present and you look ahead and say, what, what's well, life going to be
1: like? You know, listen, there is a different energy, mm-hmm. uh, at least for me. And I think yeah. for you too. When we do an early morning show versus when we do a later on show. Yeah. Midday, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of a different thing going on there. Happy birthday. Mickey Bell. Leslie says happy birthday from
0: Lori. Oh, can you show, since we got a lot of our, our our old timey regulars don't mean to age anybody in the audience. um, There's a picture with mom and Ula because Ula and she's amazing. Ula drove down from South Carolina and uh, just, with her daughter. Uh, and yeah, there, there, they are at the dance hall last night Isn't that beautiful um, 90 and, and you know, wow, what a, what a tremendous soul or fr- a friend to the family and to mom and her daughter, who's like growing up so fast. We'll show some pictures later of, of her daughter with my daughter, but um, what a nice thing to do. Come on down through, drove like three hours from South Carolina already later in the day, hung out with us, Enjoyed time together, danced a little bit, and then drove and got back like midnight. Like, dude, Ula is like a, a rock star. She's such a <laughs> what do you just, can say, man? She's tough. She's amazing. So, shout out to her. And uh, that was so much fun. Uh, to you know, it was like reunion time. And there'll be more of that today. By the way, after the show, the plan is to head down to R. Thomas. For those of you Atlanta folks and know that institution, we used to go there. Super Donnie, you love that picture from years ago with the the, the, bird, the bird on, on head. your head. Yeah. yeah, is that something they still do? Uh, no, after Richard passed away a few no years bird. back, uh, yeah, the birds thing is is a little different. Uh, his daughter still is there running the sh- thing, but you know nobody could replace Richard. Um, you know, so we've seen people come and go on this. Uh, uh, in this journey, in this lifetime, we've lost friends that are part of the, you know, been part of this show, you know, uh, many, you know, Liam Sheff, Richard Pearl and others and Batar. Uh And, and so when I talk philosophically about life, I'm not talking about the, you know, the, the accidents that can take you out or the, you know, the sudden kind of things can happen, you know, who knows, but I, I, I think in investing, In the life that you have here if you feel like you're here for the long haul and again any of us could you know we don't know at the same time how do you want to enjoy life if you plan to be here especially you know i think about i don't have grandkids yet super d you have gaggles of grandkids and how great and another one on the way and another one on the way. Congratulations. It's like, how great would it be to be able to play with grandkids and run around and not be, you know, so exhausted that you're, you know, you're done after two minutes of a grandkid. I mean, yep. I, again, I, I can't imagine how special that is other than seeing other people like, you know, my mom with her grandkids, just like, there's a special thing that everybody says that once they become that, uh, that, you know, the, these are joyous things in the midst of a lot of, uh, other topics and issues we cover that might be geopolitical in nature, but you know, fundamentally, if we go political at any point, it's always with uh, you know the mindset. You know, where is freedom in this equation? You know, is somebody trying to suppress our freedom? Somebody trying to uh, force us into doing something we don't feel is right for us? And you know that that's kind of the opening story uh, from Brownstone about can we ban our way to a better world? And you know, i know you and i super dear more libertarian in our mindset that we believe in freedom mm-hmm. uh that's not the same as libertine because we have conservative values and, and you know we don't we don't want our kids exposed to drag queens at at uh at libraries <laughs> reading and 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 yet i don't believe you or i have anything negative to say about someone who wants to be a drag queen or whatever you know, it's that You know, constant.
1: listen, it's, it's not like a, it's a brand new thing. It just popped up yesterday. I mean, they've been around,
0: yeah. that whole thing, the new drag
1: shows mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, it's been around forever. Yeah. Um, so it's it wasn't until, and not to get too deep into the topic, but it, yeah. it wasn't until recent times, very recent times, when they decided that we wanted to do reading hour at the library. It's just like... <laughs> You know, I I mean, they were they were always there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what would happen is, you know, adults would say, hey, let's go watch a show where these guys dress up as women and sing songs and and dance and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. You know, I mean, you could go watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, I mean, it's it's, whatever. I don't care. But the when it suddenly uh, it was like the drag queens of America decided that that ch- child literacy was was an urgent matter that they needed to address personally mm-hmm. I was just like this is strange this doesn't make any sense what's going on here right um, and it's obvious what they're they're doing I mean they're doing it purposely because they knew it would cause people to get upset and it would cause a problem and apparently uh, there's some kind of, of activist, uh wing of of drag queens that decided they wanted to make a point and try and force the issue and mm-hmm. gain recognition for some reason so whatever it's it's one of those things that makes my brain hurt you know after a while just trying to to put words together to discuss it but um you're right though I mean it's like whatever you, whatever you do uh, on your time behind your closed doors is none of my business and I don't care yeah, and you have every right to do it as long as you're not hurting anybody.
0: So the idea, again, of banning it, it, it's here if we and yes, uh, I can see some people are going, you're, you're way mellow in the morning. Yeah. Early mornings, I think I tend to be uh, uh, <laughs> just kind of easing into hey, what's going on today. Right. You know, as opposed to being midday, I'd already worked out, did stuff. And, you know, so enjoy a philosophical moment or moments on the Robert Scott Bell show today as we talk about our opening story about we can't ban our way to a better world, the, you know the the, and I don't know that it's controversial, but if you, if you were to find something that is basically all harmful, potentially deadly, and not validated in any way to do what they say it it does in terms of har- healthfulness, let's just say that healthfulness, um, how would you place that concept of banning, whereas we're you know very freedom oriented, of something like the the mRNA injection? covid injection you know can you argue if you're you know all in on libertarianism that banning something that is nothing but deadly effects really in in the in the short and long term could you say that that's a legitimate role of government and not be falling prey to this concept of oh, oh you want a nanny state because we're freedom oriented and i believe if you want to get a vaccine uh you know That's your that's your freedom. And, you know, even as I would say it'd be a sad thing to get your kids these shots or any of these shots, um, I've not really called on banning them, although I think there might be an argument that based on the lack of scientific validation for safety and efficacy that. Maybe there's a place there. I'm just, I'm, you know, toying with this idea. That's a, you know, you struggle with going, I I want people to live. (laughs) I don't want them to be deceived into, you know, uh, early death induction.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but people have done stupid stuff Mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, when it, when it comes to trying to ban, ban the vaccines, um, you know, there's, there've been people and yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I admire people's conviction, um, you know, on trying to do things like that or, or behind, I understand the thinking about behind it, but I don't think it, it, I don't think it's ever going to happen because it comes down to that situation that you and I have talked about several times in the past where it's our science versus their science. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever's got the. The <laughs> I guess who's ever's got the most money to throw behind the science wins, right? Right. So you know it's a it's a thing where would you want to ban it so that other people could live? Well, then you're taking their choice away. Yeah. Whether whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, if, well. if we're if we're truly going to
0: believe in freedom of choice, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you're you're you know, going deep. Super D, I just had to say it because you're really going deep in the commitment to uh, defense of freedom. W- what does that mean? It, it means defense of people's right to choose something that we would disagree with or that might even harm or might even kill them. No. Uh, this is, you know, this is rough because, you, you know, the deceptive practices associated with promoting, like the COVID injection. And uh, let's see, what is it? Nothing should be banned, Leslie says. Therefore, others can make their own free will decisions. And and another thing, she says, well, what one sees is deadly; another sees as life and protection. Right? The perception of the COVID injection in the midst of the fear mongering and the panic. Sure. was that it would, you know, save lives. It would, well, you know, n- n- that didn't yeah. happen here, but there that existed. And so if I were to come down with the heavy hand of a benevolent government and say, we will ban this for your own good and protection, I could make strong arguments that many people would be alive today had they not gotten the COVID injections. True. And that's yeah, just I not mean, me saying. You mean, if could you're make talking, that case,
1: but then there would some, be somebody on the other side that would that would say the exact opposite thing. Mm-hmm. and say you're wrong because it's saved you know the lives and then then they would have their numbers that they would say look see yeah and then you would have your numbers and say no wait look see and then you
0: know so and, do you want it, do you want the the government to have that power to be able to ban because they'll end up banning no, the things that we believe of, okay right? but here, here, here's yeah. here's, a, here's a hypothetical here okay
1: yeah. well, it's actually really not terribly <laughs> hypothetical but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of talk in the news about the uh, problem with fentanyl Oh Not yeah, fentanyl. By the way, fentanyl. you say fentanyl, yes. I throw something at you. <laughs> fentanyl. You're going to be banned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm banning the the word the pronunciation of fentanyl. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anybody at this point that would look at that at fentanyl and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's great. Everybody should have fentanyl." Mm-hmm. No, it's. I mean, it's killing people. It's it's yeah. the number one right now until something worse comes along. Yeah. Uh, a drug that is causing. Uh, people to die, whether it's, it's intentional or, or accidental. So here,
0: here, should we
1: ban fentanyl? Should fentanyl be banned? There'd be a lot of people to go. Yes. Yeah.
0: And is that right? Is that justified? Uh, I I think that you have a drug that is so desperately deadly. I mean, so without, uh, you know, true benefit, considering there are so many other things that could be utilized in place of fentanyl that, you could make an argument, a strong argument that that doesn't belong on this planet except to kill people, kill things. And 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 so at that what point, do you say the preservation of life supersedes your choice of taking fentanyl? Right. Dude, I don't know that we could solve this other than I, I would, you know, being as, as liberty minded as I am, I was like that drug, you know. Milligrams, micrograms, whatever of it can kill thousands, if not millions of people.
1: And it is
0: and it, it is, is doing that. It's yeah. it's
1: number one. You know, my wife is yeah. in uh drug and alcohol treatment uh mm-hmm. as a counselor. Yeah. Uh and she sees this stuff firsthand. And I hear the stories mm-hmm. of of people that are just they're dying. And I mean it's it's um it's it's a huge, huge problem. Yeah. You know how opioids used to be a problem? And it still is, really. Mm-hmm. But, you know, f- f- fentanyl has just just, uh, just eclipsed yeah. everything at this point. So someone could look at that and go, you know, it's just ban this stuff, so it's not there. Yeah. Um, then nobody can die.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, are there some uses <laughs> medically where they have used it and they continue to use fentanyl? At, 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 at you know in a sure. way that does not kill a person and and helps with pain relief and stuff like that
0: yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's the reason yeah. why it was approved yeah well, what could we i mean could we ban someone like biden disqualify him because <laughs> uh you know if you think about the 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 flow of fentanyl into the country illegally coming through our southern borders that alone is a crisis well, that could be more devastating than any invasion of any standing army or or invading let's army. look
1: at the let's look at the the wh- there's a problem problem and a symptom here right mm-hmm. you've got people dying of fentanyl overdose yeah uh, why why is this much. happening because there's a drug addiction problem in this country and when the next drug comes along uh, people jump on. And that's why you, you continually, you know, hear of new drugs and new drug problems because there is a drug addiction problem in this country. So if you ban yeah. the drug, sure, in the short term it's going to take care of 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 the situation, but in the long right. term the problem is going to continue to be an issue because why? There's an addiction problem in get- here. It doesn't matter what the drug is. It's an addiction problem. We
0: got a. Yeah. Well, we have a, uh, then I come back to the deeper level. We have a spiritual crisis of identity. You know, who are we? Why are we here? What is our purpose? And, you know, when we don't know any of those, or we only know parts of it, oftentimes we can be led to do things that are you know highly destructive to our survival. And, you know, again, coming back to creation itself, Super D. This is a, you know, early morning philosophy session on the Robert Scott Bell Show, you, me, and Super D. And by the way, Annie, good morning. We're doing a special morning show today because I'm um, uh, at mom's place, Grandma Mickey. Uh, she turned 90 today. She turns 90 today. We had a big party for her yesterday, dance party. We'll, we'll show some of the video and pictures some more as we go through. And um, mom's still sleeping, and as is my daughter, who's with me on this trip. Uh, I said, you guys don't have to wake up for the first hour, just join us in the second, so we'll get there and celebrate some (laughs) more. But fundamentally, um, creation itself, we get in the big question of of free will or agents that I believe, and I know many of you do, maybe there's some that disagree, that one of the greatest gifts we've been given beyond life itself is the freedom to choose, the freedom to make choices independent of coercion, deception, force, fraud, etc. Now, there's a lot of coercion, deception, force, and fraud, much of it coming through government that has been captured by various agencies that want us to suck down as much fentanyl as we can, <laughs> you know, or have access to it because they don't believe in the sanctity of life. Um, but even if government doesn't do it, there are people that are around us that we encounter in life that engage in deceptive practices, deceive, frighten us, coerce us, et cetera. Now, is this the reason that we should be all for banning those things? Or what about now on the back end of like, well, you violated somebody's right to life, liberty, or property through deceptive practices, fraudulent practice, et cetera, that there should be some kind of consequence to that in uh, a governmental real world scenario where you, if you had courts that were not (laughs) so biased and that they would take those people and say, you know what, there are consequences for stealing. Which is the irony now, as we see much of uh, the left is progressive as government saying there should be no consequence. If people go in and take stuff from you, we'll send them right back out on the street to do it again. And,
1: you know, there, there's another interesting topic right there. Mm-hmm. Um, in my entire life, I have never seen uh, looting and, yeah. and just flat out theft uh, going on at the rate that it does now. Mm hmm. In plain daylight, in front of people, it's it's insane to see. And I don't think it's something where it's just like, oh well, we we're catching it more now. So you know, like they do with with disease, or we're diagnosing it better now. Yeah, Uh, no, it's happening. You know, the the the, in the cities uh, where you've got these people that just they just you know walk into a store with a garbage bag and just start throwing stuff in there and walk out the door. People Mm that are doing the smash and grabs. You know, in daylight, the uh, the 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 huge groups of kids that will just storm a store and grab everything and run out the door. Yeah, um, I've never I've never seen anything on that level before.
0: Then how does it's that like, work out for uh, you know a community that has no uh, desire even to combat things that you know drive the lower base. Um, nature, if you will, like the animal brain. I've talked about if you're hypoglycemic, your higher brain is starved. We look at the behavior of kids that are, well, little Johnny was the best kid ever. I don't know what happened. He goes and shoots some, you know, a school or something. And we look at the, you know, the the health state or the lack of health due to a lot of the toxins, the, the deficient foods, et cetera, creating these bodies that can't function. And then you revert to lower brain, the animal brain, as we talk about, that doesn't know right from wrong It only knows what it wants and what it can get and what it, ha- what it can get even using violence to get it. And you, th- you think, well, what makes us different uh, from the animal kingdom? And I don't mean the love that you might have for your cat or your dog, but, you know, the, the, the reality that, you know, in out in the wilds, it's about, you know, how do you survive? And if you kill to eat, uh, you know, it's part of nature. Uh, What is what does humanity have the capacity to do to make a choice to say, you know what, I will not, uh, you know, do something that we believe some somehow we perceive there's a moral code or an ethical code of some kind that says, you know, that's just wrong. I I think there's a distinction there that uh, is lost when we drug people to the point where they can't function or we take the nutrients out of the food to such a degree that we end up so dysfunctional that behaviors manifest. That are beyond even what we call conscious control. And this is not to say people aren't liable or shouldn't be liable for their actions, even in those states. But there is in our court system, uh, innocent or not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. You've heard that concept. And that that can bring up a lot of angst and anger. Well, I think,
1: yeah, I think um, it rather I would say rather than using the temporary insanity defense, mm-hmm. I think I think it's more like. Do you remember back when was it? Was it back in the eighties? Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the guy was, but there was a guy I think he killed somebody or something like that, and he used something that became known as the Twinkie defense. <laughs> do you <laughs> remember, do remember this?
0: That. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was it was that he had eaten a bunch of Twinkies. Mm-hmm and that that had caused him to kind of lose his mind you know uh, to the point where he didn't know what he was doing and he, he killed somebody or committed some crime i think it was killed yeah. somebody mm-hmm. and they called that the twinkie defense yeah and it was you know there was this thing that was in the news for for a while yeah um so it, yeah I, do i think that's real um i, I think it could be mm-hmm. but i i'm more inclined to say that when you look at the, these things that are going on in the news, and you see it all the time, especially on uh if you spend any time on X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Uh you can see these videos all the time of these people that just walk right into a store, you know, with a gun and they're just like, here, you know, to give me the stuff. You know, and so quite often these videos they show uh the the gun owner or the uh the store owners uh fighting back mm-hmm. um karma, right? Right. But um I, I'm more inclined to say that there's something has snapped I mean, not, not that what you're saying doesn't apply. Sure. But I think there's something bigger in at play here. Something has shifted in our society where – and I I look at, like, my kids and their friends as they were growing up and stuff and compare that to how it was when we were kids. And I know I'm going to sound like an old fart by saying these things. <laughs> uh, Go right but, ahead. you know, when we were kids – in general, overall, you had a f- you had a few mm-hmm. bad apples. You had a few troublemakers in there, but for the most part, we respected authority. Mm-hmm. Not not that you know you just did everything you know uh, without questioning it, but you know your elders, mm-hmm. um, your parents, um, you know other people. There there was just a level of of respect. And I guess more of like, a, what would you say, like restraint or a governor on your on your behavior, where it was like right. there were certain things sure. where you just be like, no, nah, no, you don't do that because that's the wrong thing to you right? do. Yeah. You don't see that yeah. now. And as t- as time that, has gone on, as I've I've, I've observed my own kids, uh, their friends, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, uh, you know, the whole concept of like talking back to people and and you know. Uh, not doing things, not because you were necessarily forced to not do it, but there was like this invisible Mm. unspoken rule where you just, you didn't cross that line. It doesn't seem to be around anymore. And a lot of people like Diana, (laughs) uh, you know, right here, I, you know, this, this is, I I think it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, the fear of paddling by the principal, you know, now when I was in school, we didn't get Mm. paddled, but there was a threat.
0: The Whether it was punishment. real
1: or not, the corporal yeah. punishment thing, right? You know, the paddle with the yeah. holes in it.
0: it. It happened when I was in elementary school. I remember that that was one of the disciplines that was extreme, but it could happen. Yeah. And it did. Um, now, of course, then you get into issues of violence against children. Uh, but I recognize as parents, everybody's got a different parenting style. See, and this, this is
1: um, listen, uh, yeah. Leslie. Thank you. You know, she, she kind of mm-hmm. makes my point here. She says it's not around that level of respect. She says my my kids have zero fear of us. You know what? I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, all you, all my, uh, like my dad, he, he yeah. would just had to give me a look, and it was kind of <laughs> like, okay, uh, right. yeah, I'm done. Now my, you know, I didn't get like beat or, or you know, I think I got spanked a few times, um, but
0: <laughs> I think I got hit once. Yeah, but,
1: but yeah. you know, I mean, it was just like, uh, oh crap, I'm in trouble now. Mm-hmm. It w- <sighs> when I became a teenager. Mm-hmm. And as most teenagers do, there comes a point where they realize that they've got more power than they thought they did. Yeah. Where the you know you better not do that or you're going to get in trouble turns into okay, what kind of trouble am I going to get into? What, how much can yeah. you do? Right? How, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's true. One of the most frustrating things as a parent is that when the kid, when the kid figures that out, and you suddenly when they take that power away from you. And suddenly it's like they call your bluff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's like you can just like, you know, just just beat the crap out of your kid or something like that. You know, when they figure that out, then you have to kind of figure out how to change strategies and tactics there. But back to the point what we were talking about, I, I don't know exactly what it is that has changed or how it's changed or why mm-hmm. it's changed. But there's just no, there's no respect anymore in society. People don't care, you know? And this is the reason why they do this stuff because they know they can get away with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and of course, as adults, now let's speak as adults is the only reason you don't lie, cheat, steal, deceive, because you're afraid of the consequences or is it because you've come to the conclusion that life is better when you live in integrity And I, you know, I guess there are certain people that can only be kept in line by fear of retribution or punishment versus those of us. And I believe I perceive that in this audience, most have figured out, you know what, I I don't, let's say, behave well because I'm afraid of the consequences if I don't. But because life is better when you live, you know, in accordance with certain I would call spiritual principles or spiritual laws that. Whether it be do unto others as you would have them do unto you or, you know, the golden rule kind of stuff, or whether it be just like, you know what, I found that being loving and supportive and caring and helping people is like, there's so much more joy in my life than when I just tried to get whatever I could from people or whatever. Right. Very Uh, youthful, but in an irresponsible manner. You know, that's I talk about immaturity, right? It's one thing to be innocent like a child. It's another thing to be an adult and pretend that none of your actions have consequences. That's someone who hasn't grown up. And there are a lot of people in politics and government and all things that, that are like that. And, you know, I guess the distinction is, what is it that motivates you? The fear of punishment or the joy of what life is like when you live differently? It you depends know, on the loving. person.
1: It depends yeah. on their own personal experience. It depends on a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I said you know. Sorry, I'm still trying <laughs> to work on that. But it, yes. it it does. It depends on the person and what their own personal experience is, how they were brought up, what their you know their um, their influences were. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. it's not a simple black and white issue. Some people. Yeah kick their own butt for many years, keep uh, you know getting themselves into trouble, uh, and then eventually mm-hmm. get tired of it and learn, learn the lesson yeah. the hard way. Some people mm-hmm. can't explain it. These are the people that, that I hated. Uh, you know, just like, <laughs> we're, we're awesome from the beginning and did everything yeah. right and, you know, learned mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the, went to church and, you know, t- feared God and, and, you know, it, it, it was just like... I, I still, I, I, I guess I understand it a little well, bit we, better now, but at the time, especially sure. it was just like goody two shoes. Right. You know, and they didn't experience I'm, any of that stuff. And then when you would talk to them about, you know, problems that you were having, they'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I've, I've never experienced <laughs> anything like that. You know, I, yeah. uh, every, everything's great and wonderful in my life. What's wrong with you? So it, <laughs> it you know, it, it, yes. it, it just, yeah. it, it depends. You know, on on uh, oh, Mm -hmm. is Ula here?
0: Look, Ula's show. Yeah, Ula's here and from the break room. She's got this wonderful place she's working at where she's got cryotherapy and all kinds of cool stuff. We were talking about it, and uh, yeah, she's amazing, amazing. But yeah, Ula, yesterday was such a blast. I'm just popping in to say hi to all. Ula's great. We I already talked about you and your daughter. It was so great to see you. I'm glad. Um uh, Vivian was able to hang out with Ari, my daughter. They had a great time together as well. But how special it is to take the time. I th- you know, think about what Ula did to, spent drove three hours on a Sunday a- afternoon to make it to my mom's 90th birthday celebration and it's like nine at night or whatever and drove home to get back by midnight. Like does that, right? That's that. What does it what does that say? What does that mean when you do something, you go out of your way and do something nice? To celebrate, you know, special occasions with people. And how often is it, oh, I can't be bothered. It's just you know, a little too difficult. I mean, there's so many things that we could go in life are difficult and just not do them and how much we're not rewarded versus you know taking the time to step out of your comfort zone. That's why I say about all these events that if you can go to, there's such a reward associated with interacting with folks that you didn't have to, you chose to. You got up and chose to do that. You know, it's like, well, it'd be a lot easier to stay at home, sleep in and not do any of that. And yet so much of uh, our culture and society has degraded over the fear based years of covid to diminish our desire to leave our homes. Why? What would it prevent? Not sickness. I think it would prevent spiritual unfoldment. Shifts in consciousness because you know, when we come back to a lot of the things we're discussing here philosophically this morning, Super D, or the afternoon for those watching it later, it is you know, the, 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 the various experiences that we have on planet Earth, and they're so wide and varied. And we may all be born of the same, you know, creator and creation, even though there are a lot of beliefs about that. But the unique experiences and the choices we make is what distinguishes us from one another, perhaps. And those states of consciousness that we strive to achieve here, I think, to be better, to do better, uh, to uplift, to heal. You know, that's part of the, uh, I guess, the. what I would say, if there's a distinction between this show and what we do, Super D, and maybe others that have uh, much bigger audiences, I'm not trying to feed into fear to get people to watch or listen, like, like clickbait stuff, even though we'll cover some topics that are pretty hot, but it really is to, for those that are ready to, to live a better life, to make choices that have an impact, and we recognize cause and effect relationships, and you know, here you are, how many years later, going, your wife and you just decide, you know what, these are the things happening to us, we've determined based on what we've learned that what we put into our body actually does matter. And that I want to be here and enjoy the grandkids, or whatever. And you make choices that are probably than if you didn't make them, you know, or less expensive. On and on it goes, and yet you've come to that conclusion not because I've beaten you up over the years and told you this is what you must do, but it's just you know living and giving people was, the opportunity to learn it. I, I
1: chose the eighteen-year plan. <laughs> um. So yeah, it just you know mm-hmm. the time the the deadline hit and it was like okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm do it now. I figured. Figured. Yeah, All right. I think 18. I believe it now. So,
0: well, yeah. that's 18. That's the age of majority. You, you're like, I've grown <laughs> up now. I, I'm going to do this now. Here's a, here's a story. Hey, grandma's up. Look at that. Are you ready to be on screen with me? Are you wanna, or you want to, or you want to show up in hour two? What do you want to do? Uh, is this, this is we are live. We are live right now. Florida. Do you want to say I, hi right I, now? I you friend. can put this on and I'll unmute you and you can at least say hi. And then you can carry on with the morning as as you go, let me bring this down.
2: There you go. Say hi. Happy birthday, mom. Hi. Thank you so much. Yay. How are you feeling? I like to be alive, aching. Yes. My whole body is aching from dancing so much last night.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> let her alone. She's like had a whole lineup and we'll show that lineup that was wanting to dance with her. Yeah. And even afterwards, she's like telling me, oh, I'm done dancing. And people would keep coming up. And she'd still yeah. like a true for keep dancing. It was amazing.
2: Yeah. I just love dancing, but my body is aching.
0: <laughs> yeah, but com- compare that to, to the bodies that aren't even here anymore, and you go, yeah,
2: I'll yeah. take it. I'm, I'm not complaining.
0: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm
2: not just saying, not complaining.
0: Yeah. We look like the whitest white people on earth right now. Look, yeah, at we're washed wild, out with the so sun. White. The sun's yeah. coming in through uh, the the window there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No tan at all. Yeah, but. No. We- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, so you're, you're okay. here, you had a nice sleep, you woke up, and here you are. Yes. Amazing.
2: Ready for another day. To- today is actually the birthday.
0: It is. Happy birthday, yeah. Mom. January 90. 29,
2: 1934.
0: Wow. Yes. Did you Do you ever a perception when you were a kid, you loved dancing as a kid back in Israel. Uh, was there a thought, hey, at 90, I'm going to still be dancing? No. Yeah. No
2: idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was always living at the, on the day.
0: Yeah, uh, living in the moment. That's living what you do. Living in the moment. That's that's life. So have you met, brewed up your organic coffee yet?
2: Not yet. Okay, no, I just came down.
0: Right. So, so what I want to say gonna is gonna I'm going to let that. you carry on with your morning stuff. Right. And then uh, maybe Brew the top coffee. of the next hour, like at uh, what what times? It? It'll be uh, 11 o'clock local time. Right. You can right. join us for a little bit more. I'd love to. Okay. I'm going to mute you out. You carry on with the morning. Thank so you. So that's mom. Happy right. birthday. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Love she you. did it. She had a big old party last night and continued on into the day starting the day. So there you go. That's fun. So more, if you guys got questions for, a what is it? I, I don't know what, you know, you call it an octogenarian, someone in their eighties. What yeah. do you call someone in their nineties?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. So if you want some wisdom from someone who's been uh, on the planet for a while,
1: so an octogenarian is in their eighties.
0: Yes. I believe that's right. Is it a 9 a <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: We'll figure out the answer to that and more coming up on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, let's see. Yep, Annie, it's great to be able to breathe, much less dance in, the, in your 90s. Uh, I was going to go... Um, okay, Ula, you go take care of somebody in the hyperbaric chamber and drop in anytime, Ula, and we love you and appreciate you here. Um, this article about certain indoor air pollutants can be absorbed through the skin. Uh, This is another reason why some people will just give up and say, what's the point? Right. Super Don, why should you even choose to eat organically? I mean, you're going to be exposed to airborne stuff. You walk outside, they're spraying stuff. What's the point? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is that element of people that, you know, just like, you know what? I I don't want to make the effort. Maybe they don't believe it's valuable enough or maybe they do. But they don't want to make the effort again. That's choice, and is what do you do with that? Uh, you know, as you suffer later in life, depending on who you are, everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, the big question is why does somebody get sick early on? There's the article, um, and and they talk mostly about the the phthalates, right? Uh, mm-hmm. These man-made chemicals. You've been on a, a a bender talking about the nanoparticles of plastic that are everywhere. All of these are synthesized components of the natural world. In other words, you take ingredients from the planet. We're not getting them from off planet that I know of. And you're converting them, synthesizing them in a way they've never been in existence anywhere in nature before. And this is, you know, the preponderance of, I would believe, cancer, neurodegenerative diseases, et cetera, associated with things that the body is not capable or able to handle easily. Doesn't know what they are. And then they accumulate, and they cause damage and inflammation to various systems of of, of uh, governance within the body. Talk about governance again, isn't that yep. interesting? And and so you look at this article and go, dude, we're being, you know, invaded from outside, even if we're not ingesting toxic food per se, but the various exposure to products, and and you know, again, this is choosing. What we put onto our skin matters because it's the largest organ, not of, of, only of elimination, but of absorption potentially as well. Isn't that and that's, fascinating? And
1: that's actually applying. So you're, so we're talking about something topically, right? Yes, correct. Um, you know, whether it's makeup or sunscreen mm-hmm. or cologne or, you know, or it's the uh, the chemicals that are in your clothing that you're wearing that's touching your skin and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's going through that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what they're saying here in this article, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that apparently, because right. you've got the, the. It says here that not only can these chemicals enter your body through inhalation, ingestion, or touching a surface containing these compounds, but research is showing that they can also penetrate the skin directly from the air. Mm-hmm. So it's just floating around in the air. Uh, it, then it's going into your skin. This is so it, it, it's. I could see if somebody was, like, teetering on the edge of, of anxiety, uh, all they have to do is just read some scientific journals. Oh, yeah. And,
0: and, it, and it just forget never about come it. You know? It'll never come out of your house, right? But forget. then again, what's in your house? I yeah, got to get out of my house. house right? You can't get yeah. away from
1: it. Yeah. And this is what I've said for, for quite a while now. We're mm-hmm. just, the, the idea that we were surrounded by stuff seemed pretty obvious. Yeah. And so detoxification – is there you go, Andy? Thank you. Read my mm-hmm. mind. That's it. That, I detox, mean, if you are not detox, doing detox. something, mm-hmm. then the stuff is just accumulating in your body.
0: Yeah, and remember, my journey started at 24. Was learning about what detoxification? That was the starting point of my journey to back to health that I had never had. Was what are you doing for your liver? Well, I'm destroying it. And it wasn't like I was an alcoholic. I mean, I had some alcoholic drinks in my teen years as we did in the South. And as I've told you, you know, if you're with me long enough, you remember the story at 19 years of age. It was like midway through my freshman year of college. It just it was a spiritual epiphany, I believe, more than anything else. It just fell away. My desire to get drunk. Right. And and like if you have that that feeling that some people find pleasurable. And suddenly it was like. Eh, I don't particularly care for that anymore, and, and you know that was a, I guess a state of consciousness shift for me. Uh, but even then, I wasn't yet aware of the the damage I was doing to my liver just eating chemically grown and processed foods like the standard American diet up until twenty four when that switch happened when I was made aware of you know what that going in causes this and that going and so all of these things made sense in terms of. I wasn't a victim. It wasn't mysterious anymore. All of the things I was exposed to, ingested, injected with, on and on, created a scenario where my body didn't function as it was designed, I believe, by God to do. And so then I was on a committed tear to know, I gotta, I gotta clean up what I've done wrong. And I wasn't mad at mom or dad. They didn't know. In the 20th century, most moms and dads just took their kid to the doctor, got the shots, whatever, far fewer back then. And Yet the consequences of of what we did is we were enamored further and further in the twentieth century with modern medicine and the scientific advancements and technology and you know synthetic synthetic synthesizing all life uh, created a scenario where we had ailments and the il- illnesses that used to be considered rare in old age became commonplace in younger and younger ages and now we see many young people very rarely do you find a young person that doesn't have at least one two or three chronic diseases again that was me it's why i talk about myself as a canary in the coal mine of gen x to you know if i serve a purpose beyond just my own life deciding how will i help others to see what i had finally come to recognize as a young man an adult to make these changes for people not to beat them in or ban all the bad stuff because you know we'd be better off would we from a cleanliness perspective if all this other garbage wasn't you know polluting us constantly and this is where i am truly inspired by folks and even companies that are doing the right thing cleaning up their act at the same time to mandate things related that, that may be somewhat connected but extraneous to them, where we, we take a good concept of, let's not pollute, and then we take that concept and we're manipulated and believing it isn't pollution, it's temperature shifts. And then we ignore the real issue of risk associated with environmental degradation. It isn't shift in temperature, it's actually toxic poisons. And in that way, if we can reduce the uh, you know exposure to toxic poisons or even the exhaust of things that are toxic. And then we go into some hardcore science, I guess, when we get into oxygen and carbon dioxide and go, well, is carbon dioxide actually the poison? And the irony is it's not because it feeds plant life. If you want plants to live and you want to be able to eat food and do all those wonderful things, CO2 is very important. Now we can look at other ex- uh, 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 exhaust factors in terms of burning things and find out, hey, there's mercury dropping from the skies. You know, that's the focal point that matters in in regards to our health as opposed to again temperature shifts that arguably are caused more by various uh let's say levels of uh, of activity of the sun so weirdly enough i had to go into environment here to discuss how easily a good concept can be converted and then utilized by governments and non-government organizations around the world to enslave us uh you know to make us criminals for doing what's normal what God gave us the ability to do, that is simply exhaling CO2. Now you become uh, a polluter, right? As opposed to real pollution, which would be taking toxic chemicals or processes that result in toxic chemicals and just dumping them out in the environment and atmosphere, and then violating the rights of others to their life, liberty, and property uh, that you know, via pollution. See, there are strong arguments for maybe if not banning, but curtailing certainly, or countering the pollution that is really pollution. And that you could argue, no, no, this doesn't violate their rights to pollute, because what right do you have to pollute when you're subject to that pollution and the impact that it has on you? Right. This is where we go. Your rights end where mine begin and vice versa. Now we come back around, superdon inadvertently, I don't know, to the question of banning. Wow. You know, look at that. Isn't that How'd you interesting? Do that? I don't know. It's kind of wild, but the idea that <laughs> the the ban associated with seems like an anti-libertarian principle is like, wait a second. The right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, which is in our, you know, founding founding documents in America, pursuit of happiness is property, but in 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 reality, you know, when you leave this world, what did you actually own? That's where the native americans, the indians go, we don't understand this concept of private property, but at the same time the property is the body that you inhabit and does somebody have a right to pollute your body. And that's where we get into property rights being much more defensible as opposed to well, centralized globalist su- agendas to poison or not poison us or something.
1: I, su- I suppose so the the Native Americans um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean they had a whole different mindset I believe. Yeah. Now that I'm an expert on American <laughs> on Native Americans, but Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would also say that that they believed that, but if you if you uh, entered their teepee, yeah, uh, 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 without their permission, they probably would were not okay them. with that. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like stay out of my my space.
0: Right. Um, Good point. Yeah. And so they, that idea of uh, you know, the the defense of life, liberty, and property is a better defense in terms of um, if you believe in a clean environment do you use the EPA as a centralized bureaucracy that has been captured by the polluting agent, the polluting companies? Or do you say, you know what, all we need to do is defend private property rights and have courts that adjudicate when you have to go into that, that actually are not bought out by these corporations that benefit by poisoning for profit without having to clean up, you know, because the whole super fun stuff is all, it's like collectivizing. Dude, the, that's the another
1: cost. example of what I've been saying. It goes, let's go back to the whole plastics thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I just, it's funny because the other day I was I read some story about some company that got fined because they dumped a bunch of stuff in a in a river or the ocean or something like that, and I, I just it struck me. I was just like, you know, uh, there in when that happened when they decided to dump this stuff in the ocean, yeah, there was somebody in the chain of command there that looked at that the problem that they were having. It's like you know, we just created a uh, hundred million widgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got all this extra toxic crap that we just, we, I, I don't know. Do we have room up there to put? No, we don't have it down there. Can we put it in the warehouse? No, there's no room over there. Mm-hmm. What should we do with it? Hmm. I know. Let's dump it in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 who, who makes that kind of a decision? Who just say with, with a straight look on their face, you know, guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've got these extra barrels of, of toxic, uh, waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's dump it in the ocean. Well, how does that? That, that ha- guy should be in jail. Yeah. That guy should be like yeah. you are now removed from society because you uh decided that the best thing to do was to dump this blank mm-hmm. in the in the ocean, right? And and it's just like the pharmaceutical companies where they get fined 3 billion dollars because you were, you know, doing, you know, some some terrible thing and uh, we got on, a story with your about drug. That next hour. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. that these 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 companies that are dumping this crap in the ocean. So like they're doing the same thing. And what it happens, they get a fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, here's yeah, we're gonna find what is what is the, the the key to that is liability protection. That is, if you perceive as a dare I say, human being, that you can get away with anything and nothing will come back to hit you personally. What are you willing to do? Again, people of what I call a lower state of consciousness will say, well, I can get away with it. They'll believe the illusion. And I I believe ultimately they'll have to pay for their crimes in this life or the next. That's just my belief system about it. That doesn't mean I don't want to see some sort of justice visited upon people that are doing that, like you point out. But when they're shielded, you know, liability protections through these companies, that seems to be, you know, fundamentally a violation of, of, of natural law, if I can call it that. That if you do something, there's a cause you put into motion. There's an effect that should come back on you. And some would say that's karma or law of cause and effect, that kind of concept. Uh, So the question is states of consciousness. When you realize even if the results don't come back to bite you because you have liability protection, you still don't do it. Because you don't you know it's the wrong thing to do. It's like maybe your mom and dad raised you right, or maybe you've just come to that conclusion. Again, various states of consciousness from spiritual immaturity to the, the mature state where we go, I would never do that. Why would I do that? That's horrible. It's not because I would be fined or imprisoned or, you know, if I did that. It's because I just know it's wrong. You know, that it seems like no matter what we do, we may never get to that point on this planet. And maybe it's not designed that way either but does that mean give up and it's like, let's not f- strive for justice either? Greed Can we come back good. to the other? Greed is good. <laughs> Greed is right? good. But we come back to that point of what what makes you tick, what makes you go, you know what, it does matter, versus, well, it's all poison, it's all toxic, it doesn't matter what I do, who cares? You know? What's
1: the, Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Just eat, drink, and be merry,
0: right? Right, and then you got our FDA, fear and death administration, as I call them. Um, this is an amazing new rule. Apparently, uh, I think it's been in effect for a long time, even though they say it's new. Uh, FDA's new rule allows for medical research without informed consent. How about that? Well, this is pretty much what happened with COVID. It's almost like they're having to rewrite the rules so they don't get in trouble. <laughs> we we didn't give you informed consent. We told you it was approved and it was safe, and it, yet it was an experiment. And so, the FDA has finalized a rule allowing certain clinical trials to operate without obtaining informed consent from participants. They say, we anticipate this new rule will enable minimal risk research that would not be practicable or practicable under uh, to conduct otherwise. But the question is, Robert Califf, FDA Commissioner for Food and Drugs, whatever, um, who gets to decide what is the risk and what is minimal?
1: Minimal risk. So the study, apparently a, a study can be done mm-hmm. uh, without uh, giving uh, informed consent to the right. people in the trial, yeah. if they determine that mm-hmm. it's minimal risk to humans, yeah. and includes appropriate safeguards to protect the rights, safety and welfare of those involved. Yeah, well, without I, giving them. Yeah, I think that's that. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, you informed got some problems cons- with this. <laughs> informed consent is mm-hmm. how people's rights and safety and welfare are protected. Yeah. You remove that, then how are you protecting their right, safety, and welfare? I guess by determining, well, you don't need to worry about it because we decided we figure it out. Yeah, because we have such a great track record of knowing what's safe. Yeah, that you have nothing to worry about. No, the the, the answer to this part, this uh, uh, riddle. Yeah, don't can, don't be involved in clinical trials. Just
0: don't. Yeah, don't sign yeah. up. No matter no how mess. much money they well, offer you. Right. Uh, there are some put there's some people pushing back in the comments saying a waiver of consent may be necessary and ethically justifiable for certain types of clinical investigations that are critical for medical advancement, patient care and safety. Um, it's a warning, you know, to, to you. No third parties, including IRBs, you know, independent review boards, uh, should be allowed to make decisions for study subjects as to what constitutes minimal risk. That's my point. <laughs> You're gonna well, first, these- you,
1: first I, I'm assuming that these are people that are volunteering for these studies.
0: Well, I mean, that's where they're directing it toward. But you hope that it's not, it, you know, research that has been conducted or would be conducted With, without without
1: you even knowing, right?
0: But I think that they could easily go. Well, you know, we feel there's minimal risk, so we don't have to tell you that you're even engaged. in an Okay, experiment. so so I'm yeah. going to
1: go back to something we talk about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it people don't trust you guys? Yeah, exactly. because of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. When you start writing rules that will Give you a free pass on giving somebody informed consent in, in a clinical trial. People yeah. aren't going to. Why would anybody trust you? I, I just. It, 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 we, we can't just, figure it's,
0: that out. Why don't they trust us? It's beyond me. It's I me just. Not. Yeah. By the way, thing before we wrap up first hour again, it's the early show. Thanks to moms. Celebration here on january 29th by the way shout out to cordy lee williams apparently his birthday is today too hashtag megaphone marine remember that hashtag uh what was the other hashtag there uh i won't comply megaphone yeah. megaphone marine hashtag uh 1776 forever free. So yeah. yeah that was it yeah and uh my mom lives that spirit of 1776 she definitely cordy lee williams
1: that's him. funny this morning i was thinking about him when you mentioned his name and i was just like yeah. you know that sounds like somebody that would be on hee-haw
0: <laughs> i mean uh cordy lee williams oh my gosh yeah well playing at the uh grand old opry right that's right totally. sounds like it so anyway he's got the boots to prove it for for what it's worth uh there's an article here super don found about sneezing and apparently oh, yes um I don't know if you want to just do this real quick. Is this for real or is this a made up thing? No, this did is really real.
1: Happen? And and um, I don't know. I mean, have you ever sneezed and been in a situation where it was like you just for whatever reason you were, in, in, you know, in a, a place where you need, things needed to be quiet or you didn't want to embarrass yourself or something like that, and so you did what you could do to try and hold it in. I've done that. For everybody's done that before, and and sometimes you feel like you just blew your eardrums out. Uh, apparently, there oh, yeah. was somebody that that tried doing this and they blew a hole in their throat in their oh, windpipe oh good lord oh good um, yeah really? no i think this was this was in <laughs> scotland and they say it was a rare situation mm-hmm. of what can happen if people hold in their sneezes and so th- what happened was this person they uh, they pinched their nose and closed their mouth yeah and uh, actually ended up cracking wow.
0: the windpipe
1: and Created a with, with a pressure wave
0: yeah. yeah, and so I don't so, know how people do that. I've never been one to to try to hold it in. I'm like, dude, I like sneak, I'll if I sneeze. I'll muffle it like, or something yeah, like that. But I won't it.
1: like literally like close everything off because from what I've I've read mm-hmm. that sneezes can can uh, at their their strongest point can have like the force of like a hurricane.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm intense. not even like
1: exaggerating. This is what I've read. Yeah, that the, you know the force uh, is is pretty mm-hmm. intense, and obviously with this guy. It uh, it caused a problem, blew a hole in his
0: windpipe links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We're working behind the scenes to update and upgrade the website. Thanks to all y'all, especially those of you who are supporting us through Patreon. Thank you for that. We have our next one scheduled. I believe the 24th of February looks like is Saturday AMA Zoom. For those of you want to participate live, we interact once a month like that. Uh, also I've got some an, uh, announcements upcoming events thanks to our sponsors as well we'll, we'll let you know about them and uh, hopefully uh, see you at some of these events coming up the homeopathic kit relates to sinus congestion today so we're talking about sneezing here we'll get to that in hour two uh, let's see repairing our post, Repentance culture. We a lot of mm. philosophy this morning, Super D. It's interesting, but yes. you know you can't help but philosophize on life when you you know your mom turns ninety and she's still dancing. You're like, wow, it's pretty interesting. Let's let's think about that that longevity issue. Also, uh, Bayer ordered to pay billions for their now Roundup. I'm mean, like, who was the idiot that said we should buy Monsanto? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, metals, toxic metals, accelerating degeneration of women's ovaries, banning candies or or things in candies. we got a lot to do on the robert scott bell show if you're joining us for the early edition it's january 29th 2024 mom's 90th birthday we're celebrating here at her place and that's why we're doing this early or if you're catching it later you you missed the live version but go ahead and chime in in the chat room say hi and i appreciate you wherever you are and uh, we'll be back after this and grandma mickey my mom mickey will be joining us sometimes an hour to talk about some of the journey as well as show you some video of her dancing on her birthday celebration yesterday. How cool is that? So stick around, tell everybody, this is the place for health, freedom and healing liberty where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours. All right. We're back. Second hour of the show. It's early. I know I've got a a chair set up for mom. She'll be joining me sometime. You can see her back there on the computer. She's looking at the pictures from last night. Uh, One of her friends, uh, Rocky, his name is, took loads of awesome pictures, some of which we'll show you uh, this hour as mom turns 90 today on January 29th, 2024 and dancing the night away last night. She's up and at it again. Uh, Super Don and I have been philosophizing today. I guess it's an early morning philosophy session for those listening, watching live as we got went on way early, earlier than usual. 7 a.m. Super Don time, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Today we started the show and this will give Super Don a lot of time in the afternoon to do whatever. So, uh, you know, we did this when we were in Colombia, South America. Always stuff I got ke- to
1: catch, catch up on. So yeah. That'll give me an opportunity. By the way, you were asking last uh, hour. Yes. Um, About what you would call what the, the proper term is for someone in their 90s, because octogenarian would be 80s. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up and apparently it's nonagenarian. <laughs>
0: nonagenarian. I guess. Nonagenarian world, is
1: somebody in their 90s. 90s. Yes. Wow.
0: 90 That's
1: to wild. 99.
0: Wild. Well, yes. you know, today's a good day for philosophizing. Also, it's a good day, as always, to express gratitude for those that support this message of health, freedom and healing liberty. Shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. They have amazing detox products considering the first of the year. People are thinking that still it's still January. Uh, but there's no time like the present, Whether whenever you're catching the show later, to support your liver, your kidneys, your colon, the excretory system of the body. And you can use the code RSB15 on any of their products, including those things on sale, which they have a number of detox products that are on sale right now. And you can double dip. You get the RSB15 code. Um, Some of my favorite remedies or formulas that they make, and there are many, uh, more practicable than, than some specifically for protecting yourself. And we've talked about detox, but ongoing exposure for which we have little or no control. We have some, but ultimately... The glyphosate exposure issue, right? And we're going to talk about Bayer and it's a uh, uh, fine that they they were thrown at uh, two point two five billion dollars. Why? Because their ingredient herbicide Roundup, you know, including glyphosate. It's, you know, Why fine millions? Yeah, if you can find billions, billions. Yeah, the price of business at that level, I guess. But as I said, who would who was the moron that said, "Hey, let's buy Bayer." Let Bayer, let's let's buy uh, Monsanto. A lot of people have wondered
1: that, Mm -hmm. uh, including me. Yeah. What was was in it? Obviously, when they looked at the numbers, somebody looked at it and said, yeah, this is a good investment. Maybe there are some things we don't know here. Maybe they're looking at Monsanto or what was Monsanto, Mm -hmm. and they said, you know what? Those guys really know what they're doing. I mean, look. They, you know, they keep making all this money. They, you know, yeah, they get fined, but they're the yeah. more, the, the money they're making,
0: you know, out. far outweighs uh, it. Yeah. Outweighs that, it, that, so. That's the price of business at that level. So, uh, you know, as I was talking about nutritional frontiers, one of their innovative products is the NRDMG, the dimethylglycine. And, you know, this is a strategy, you know, travel with the lozenges or take the liquid you can have to counteract the inadvertent glyphosate exposure. And, you know, shout out to Zen Honeycut, Moms Across America and all that she's done. Where they were analyzing glyphosate presence in various fast food restaurants and they i think they found what was the worst one was uh, weirdly enough or right there at the top of the not a good list uh was panera and they they advertised themselves as a very clean natural kind of, of uh, restaurant and yet their vegetables are all grown with pesticides so there's glyphosate everywhere and you know if the breads are not organic or that similar quality are going to be desiccated in glyphosate and the lowest on the list uh was chipotle interestingly enough, you know we've talked about chipotle over the years as being a cleaner option for fast food and there are others that perhaps are smaller companies that, that are even cleaner and more hardcore if we, for instance if you go to uh phoenix arizona and you go to the giving tree david the, the 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 chef there is a brilliant man he's no seed oils no gmos no you know it's like that's as clean a food as almost you're going to find. Uh, So there are ways to address it. And again, shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. rsb 15 is the discount code. Uh, Remember Trinity School of Natural Health. We've got the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the uh, virtual version coming up 17th and 18th of February. And that's for everybody to participate in. For like 35 bucks, you have access to all of the lectures that we did in October and then new ones that are going to be submitted for this uh, online event through the Whova app. Uh, Before we get to the trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, you check that out. We have the Autism Health uh, Symposium Summit, whatever it's called. It's uh, Tracy Slepcevic's putting this on and we're all going to be in uh, San Antonio, Texas coming up this uh, Friday and Saturday, the second and third of February. It's coming up very soon. And Dr. Andy Wakefield will be presenting some of his new film Protocol 7. Uh, Del Bigtree will be there now. He's like, campaign guy for Bobby Kennedy as well. That's going to be interesting. Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, a good buddy from IPAC. Uh, Dr. Brian Hooker and many more will be with us. It'll be a great, great two-day event. And those of you who can't make it in person, please consider taking the streaming option so you can watch and learn. And I'll be presenting there as well as you know some things for, for children or adults now on the autism spectrum, what can be done homeopathically and otherwise. So that's coming up. We also have other upcoming events after that. Superdon, what's next? We mentioned the Health Freedom Expo, but we've got the Atlanta events coming back to Atlanta in March 8th through 10th, uh, Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. And then the 14th through 17th, we have the third annual Next Steps Conference. And Tia Severino was so great. She came over. We got to connect yesterday. We did a, a little bit of a live on Facebook with her talking about this event. And they've, they've really tried to ban Any knowledge of this event on Facebook and other places, man, they don't want you to find out about it, but go to next-steps.info, and uh, you can join us there. Also, the uh, Be Healthy Utah event 2024 is going to be happening April 19th and 20th, 2024. That's just in uh, the uh, Salt Lake City area, and that'll be a lot of fun. Then we have the RSB Show Family Reunion um, that's at Leslie's uh, Homestead, June fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, as well as the Red Pill Expo happening simultaneous to that. And uh, I don't know if there are other things that are popping up yet on the calendar, but stay stay plugged in uh, by texting RSB to six six eight six six. That's double six eight six six RSB, my initials, and you'll be prompted to enter your email address, and then you won't miss out on anything, including special offers and deals that you get. Now, one of the things I want to say, you know, big time, thank you to as we talk about. Uh, some of the philosophies that we'll we'll discuss, and we'll have Mom on at 90 joining us today, uh, is the Folium products. Bobry Oran, who called Mom yesterday, wish her a happy birthday. I I believe Bobry and the Folium products is a reason, one of the significant, most significant reasons in recent times that Mom is alive and well and able to dance at 90. A, a year ago, you know, she was fading, you know, in the latter part of the uh, the COVID craziness, and. Uh, she was suffering with strange rashes, other things, and Bobri got her on the folium, folium products, and uh, it was um, amazing. Within two weeks, she called me up. She says, I'm sleeping better. I got my energy back on New Year's Day 2023. She was dancing, the, and on January 29th, at 89 years of age, she was dancing in celebration of her 89th birthday, as she did on her 90th. And thank you. God bless you, Bobri Warren, for being so tenacious. And, and doing the right thing. Talk about a guy doing the right thing. Bringing the folium products to our attention. foliumpx.com, the folium immuno, the folium relax. This is a triumvirate approach. And if you need to break through a ceiling in your healing, don't hit your head on the brick wall and think it's going to stop bleeding. Do something different. Consider the folium products. Get on them. Reach out. foliumpx.com. Remember the code RSB10 to get a little discount when you do it. And I thank you for your consideration and support of a great way to get well and stay well. Part of this process we've talked about last hour is detoxification, support of the liver, getting the heavy metals out. There's a big story on heavy metals accelerating uh, the aging of women's ovaries. Not a surprise here. And, uh, you know, any number of these things that we've got to counteract. So as we open today, the second hour, Superdome, is philosophizing with this story. Um, And this is about uh, how to repair our post-repentance culture our post-repentance culture. Um, This is, uh, you know, Jeffrey Tucker and and, uh, the Brownstone Institute, they do a lot of great thinking articles where you really get into deep places and spaces, philosophy and et cetera. Um, Let's see. Uh, Somebody was instantly appalled by the killing of innocents and the destruction of key precepts of our justice system carried out in the name of protecting uh, those after 9-11. You know, we talk about the response to 9-11 was to remove freedom of, 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 uh, various things from the American people. We talk about what COVID was, re- excuse to remove freedom of thought, of conscience, and deciding and de- communicating differences of opinion and perspective, science about COVID injections, etc. cetera. Um, you know, I- is it the role of America, for those of you that love this country and its origin, to invade and inhabit other countries in the name of promoting democracy? Right, all of these things are, you know, when do we we look in the mirror and go, that's just not right? As Super Don pointed out, even as Native Americans and Indians in America may not have a same concept of private property rights, chances are if you and you know go back in time and invaded their their land or teepee, they would defend it, regardless of you know what we call property. And they rights did, and they did exactly, and they, they did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, listen, let's not let's not uh, let's let's not forget the true history. Of uh what happened yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. I it, I I criticize our species for a number of things, but you know, that's another one where we can look at that and go, you know what? Um yeah, I didn't handle that right. Yeah. That was not cool. What, what what happened there? Uh but in this case, you've got uh the author of this this article, Thomas Harrington, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He talks about something that uh, we talk about a lot here. We were just talking about last hour is a lack yeah. of, of reckoning, right? Yeah. And he goes into kind of a, a more of a, a spiritual mm-hmm. side of things, talking about repentance, right? Re- yeah. The word repentance is not exclusive to religion. Right. right. It, it, you know, the definition is asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. for something that you've done. Yeah. and he, he goes into talking about how there's been this this cultural shift mm-hmm. away from the practice of repentance uh, and this kind of goes along with what I was talking about with you know what why are you seeing all these crazy things with this the, the theft and the, the crime and all this stuff that seems to have increased a lot mm-hmm. of people what they do is they try and figure out where do we point the finger mm-hmm. right? There, yeah. there are some people immediately go, oh, President Biden, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Biden that's the, he's the problem. He's the one who did it.
0: He's a symptom of something that's long preceded him. But yes. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And so, you know, Harrington in this article, he kind of did what we did. He was reminiscing about his childhood experiences with things like respect and, and confession and, and, and having moral responsibility, right? Uh, things yeah. that just don't seem to exist right now. One of the things he points out is that there's been a decline and, we, and I've seen stories about this. I think we've covered these but from time to time. There's been a decline yeah. in people going to church. There's been a decline mm-hmm. in people um, having a, an identity with a, some t- sort of, of religious belief or, or uh, you know, affiliation. Um, sure. And at,
0: and, and, you know, they're, they're partly, Super D, they're, you know, you, you look at organized religion and you can have a, a jaded or cynical eye on because there's a lot of corruption within it. It right. exists. I mean, there's abuses that happen at the same time. There's a lot of good there things is. in those same institutions that happen to support, you know, social fabric of, of caring and, Absolutely. and real charity. A thousand percent. And
1: Yeah. yeah. No, listen, so, I grew up I grew up in, in, a, in a denomination that when I got older I I walked away from because I didn't yeah it just I it didn't work for me uh yeah. I didn't I didn't identify with it but I can tell you that growing up in it I you know I retained a lot of good stuff from that you know mm-hmm. just so it's it's not that that the things in general that people learn and that are taught in organized religions uh are bad okay mm-hmm uh, but it, it, if you don't have that experience or that exposure of some sort, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be in a church. Mm-hmm. If you had just have parents that instill, that. you know, the, a moral, uh, ethical, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, whatever you want, however you want to say it, you know, right and yeah. wrong and do unto others yeah. as others would do to you and, you know, mm-hmm. consequences and stuff like that. If you don't have that growing up, then where's your moral compass come from?
0: Yeah. Well, ultimately, I would say it, it needs to come from within. But very often we need to learn it outside ourselves as children to, to kind of get the basic concepts, because not everybody seemingly born inherently knows it. And and so, you know, as we transition, which is interesting,
1: though, yeah. because, you know, they've done studies. And I, I believe this, that when mm-hmm. children are born mm-hmm. and when they're very young, before they become exposed to all the crap that's in society, mm-hmm. they're inherently good. Very it's smart. an inherent thing. It's Blender. it's you know they they are, care about other people. They're courteous, you know. They're, they're they they want to share and they want to you know it, that's just something that kids are born with. And then over time, I think that that is worn away through experience. Mm-hmm. Good, and, you know, good and bad is it, it alters uh, that sense of of
0: morality and, yeah. and ethics. Mm-hmm. Just an so, observation. But, no, it's a great observation. Yeah. Mom's back. Yeah, you're a not They say you're a nonagenarian now.
2: Non-a, nonagenarian.
0: Yeah, nonagenarian. 90s. That doesn't sound very positive, does it? Right, a nonagenarian. <laughs> I'm not a genarian. What I'm does not. that mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm not alive.
0: <laughs> no, you're here. None. You're doing. You're doing well. You've been looking at some uh, of the pictures that have uh, been posted uh, from the party last yes, night. Yes, there's a yes, lot of great ones. That's
2: awesome. We
0: have some of them here, and uh, you know, I want to showcase them. There. Yeah. Look at that. That's one of my favorite with Ula. And yeah. you, and you're wearing your sash that you know that your friend Sandra gave you. Right. 90s, yes, uh, fabulous. Here, there's uh, you and me and Ari. Yeah, three generations right there. Last night, this is the 90th birthday party. This is just one of the pictures of you know a candid shot as people were greeting you and wishing you happy birthday yesterday. Yes, a day ahead. So there's, nice. There's you and Ula again at the dance hall. Yeah, last night, uh-huh. which was nice and Only pictures now this is pretty wild because these are the next <laughs> generation of kids there's my daughter and there's ula's daughter vivian who's growing up so fast unbelievable and
2: she's now 14 13 or, or 14 13, 13 I, think. Or 14. I think yeah amazing
0: just uh, wild. The the developed uh, you know where you go in this life we're talking about that you know uh, growing up and how do you know right and wrong you know you've seen a lot if anybody has yeah. questions for a nonagenarian today on the robert scott bell <laughs> show those of you listening early live <laughs> And my daughter's joining us in the background here. Yeah, right. yeah so uh, this is your chance to ask. And yes. uh, And and as you said earlier in the show when you popped in, it's like you're a little sore from all the – it's it, like indeed. major dancing last yes. night. Yes. But you're here. You made it. Yes. You had a good time. Thank God. I yeah. had a fa- fabulous time.
2: I mean, the dancing community is just the best friends you can have ever. Yeah. And the best place to be, They just – Wholesome people that live in the moment, enjoy dancing. Mm-hmm. Nothing evil, just
0: nice dancing. good wishes,
2: wonderful yeah. people. And your body thanks you for the music and the movement.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just all positive. There's a question from our friend Lori Harvey. What is your secret to longevity? Do you have a secret?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I Genetics, probably. Uh, my, my parents, my father was from... Spain? Uh, Sephardic from Spain. My mother was from Lithuania, mm-hmm. uh, Ashkenazi Jew. And so the, the combination of the two extreme, I think. You think it strengthened you? I think okay. so.
0: But then again, your dad didn't live a long life.
2: No, unfortunately not. He yeah. was
0: not well. Yeah, but your mom. This is hard. Your mom lived into her 90s. Yeah, until her
2: 1992 or so, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she was on her own in Israel, all over pretty much all of her life, and was right. climbing four flights of stairs to her apartment. Yes, right. And um, you know, it was interesting how you described um, visiting her from Atlanta. That she had waited for you at that the day. Point. The yeah. day
2: she she passed. Yes, I came from Atlanta to visit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was I can't remember December or something. I can't remember really. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she waited to pass because that day she was still cleaning the stairs and the in the yard and came upstairs and we were standing in the kitchen after she took a shower and mm-hmm. i was fixing her eyebrows she liked me to do that for her mm-hmm. and as uh, as i was fixing her eyebrows she, she suddenly said oi oi i i just oi and she ran into the her bedroom mm-hmm. and flopped on a chair mm-hmm. and her, her and i ran after her and held her hand and her breath just went fast she mm-hmm. went breathing and, you know, and she, she left with moment. the Lord. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, it was just amazing.
0: You um, were there for that. And yeah, yeah, she
2: she waited for me to come to
0: in order to pass. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, the, um, the yes. thing I want people to hear and learn about and consider is that she was in her 90s and she was out working and cleaning the yes. yard. Yes. The stairs, climbing four flights of stairs. Right. Right. till the day she's like, I'm done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And we don't know about that kind yes. of passage. Many people uh, will degrade, degenerate over time and become completely dependent upon uh, medicines and tubes and things. Mm. And you can't function. Your your sister, who's like four or five years older than you. She's five, and five and years, years, years older. older. So she's yeah. 95 plus. She now is in assisted living and she can't care for herself in the way. Unfortunately she, she, yeah, not. She's not independent no. anymore.
2: No. She's in a wheelchair. She needs to have help to dress up to wash to everything anything which is a horrible way to be
0: and she she dedicated her life to being a healer right hands-on healer but she didn't eat well no comparatively speaking not at all yeah so the quality of food matters and you know it's your sister yes you know uh so yeah but the idea is that you can do things right up until the moment you're ready to go Absolutely. and it's something that people don't know about much in the western world but it can happen and you know if we talk about secrets and, to longevity you know i think dancing is part of it yes <laughs>
2: and and state of mind and not worrying and just i always say, living in the moment it's all we have you mm-hmm. know what's past was is past and you can learn from it but you can't change it mm-hmm. and the future is not here yet so all you have is the now And living well in the now is a good life.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, you know. (laughs) She says she doesn't worry, but you know, I'm I'm in the car last night, her (laughs) car coming home at night, and she's like, "Whoa, you're going too fast!" It's like, "Whoa," you know. I'm like, "Mom, backseat drive much?" But it's funny, also, the survival instinct is still in you. You know, after ninety, you're like, "Yeah, "Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying being here still." Absolutely, that's part of it, right? Yes, for sure. Yes,
2: yes. And you got
0: great grandkids, you Ah, know, the best yeah the my...
2: absolute best i'm I'm so blessed, honestly. thank God for yeah my wonderful, wonderful family.
0: Yeah, my um, sister's kids are awesome. Jeremy and Ben, we had a great time yes, last yeah. night. We'll see at least Jeremy R. Thomas today after the show. Yes, that's, right?
2: Yes, yes.
0: And visit will, with yeah. a, another, plan is to visit with another friend who we haven't seen about years. And I think I've had her on this show many, Trisha. many years ago, Trisha McKinnon. Yes, yeah, Tricia
2: McKinnon. And
0: She's, she, she is quite profound in her experience. Talk about her book, her original book, Dialogues with the Angels. Yes. Yeah, yes, I yeah. got to get her back on the show.
2: I'm sure she'd love that That'll yes be fun. yes it yeah. would be wonderful seeing her mm-hmm. yes yes i i have friends that came you know from way way back mm-hmm. it was just amazing to connect and stay in contact for just yeah. a lifetime, basically.
0: Shout out to Beth Michaels, our friend. She yeah. she knew all three of us through different, you know, mechanisms. That's right. Right. It's, um, it's, my dad, who you know, did all the music fun stuff with the singles group. He was doing right. a lot of Neil Diamond stuff. Yes. She's a musician as well, and yeah. do that. And so a lot of a lot of cool people. And that, she
2: used to work for me when I had way back about thirty years ago or so. I had my um, meeting planner company, mm-hmm. and she was one of the models working for me yeah and we stayed in contact yeah sweetheart absolutely sweet is, is
0: so great. yeah there's a lot of stories that are told in mom's autobiography it's called a life of many colors yes my yes. journey from israel to america or just not from israel journey, to america israel i add that in there yeah. every time
2: <laughs> but it is my journey yes it is your journey uh, but it's not written in the book
0: <laughs> yeah so if you guys want <laughs> to give, give a nice uh, birthday present to mom In addition to saying happy birthday, just go out and get that book. I think it's even on Kindle, uh, on Amazon. Yes. Right?
2: I can bring the book to show.
0: Well, it's all right. We can do that in a moment. But I just want to make sure we're catching up with you and uh, you get to share whatever you want for your special day. (sighs) Nona (laughs) Janarian.
2: Just so appreciative of where I'm at in my life. I'm enjoying my solitude. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my own company. So I'm not... Some people don't like to be alone. I, I happen to like to be alone, and I also like to be with friends. Yeah. So I think there is a balance there. Mm-hmm. Some people just need to be with friends all yeah. the time, and they don't like their own company. I like my own company.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, Mickey. Good job, Mom. <laughs> also, um, I, I did a shout-out thank you to Bobry, who has yes. been very generous and helpful, and, yes. and I, I believe it was a significant You know, when you were suffering for those years uh, during it was it
2: was a nickel allergy. You keep saying
0: that. And regardless, it is. We'll see. We're arguing about something here. Regardless, the point I'm making is with Bobri's product, the the folium, what does it do? It It pulls all those heavy metals out. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, even ionizing radiation. And it was a a life changing moment for mom where, you know, there were there were life force issues back last year where you were fading yes i don't know if you remember i mean there was like points in time where i don't even know if you thought you were long for this world i don't know if you remember that i, I do i yeah. don't
2: remember because i live in the moment yeah exactly <laughs>
0: but it's like dude you could feel that's like wait that's not mom right and then folium came into the mix i mean you're doing the cardio miracle too yes. you're eating clean food all of that but yes. again i, I want to say thank you for all of you and bobry specifically what you've Absolutely. done and, and yes. if you guys have hit a ceiling in your healing check out the folium products right. they're that amazing all right That's let's right. see super yes. Don do you have any questions for mom you can, you're in on this too you've been on this journey with me all these years and uh, I don't want to disinclude you in the interaction and discussion we've got a couple of video clips here you want to watch one of them yeah let's do it sure. see some dancing let's do it. smooth she is There's mom dancing last night there's a whole line of people watch you'll see this look at all these people waiting to dance (laughs) look at that they're waiting to dance and then one after another how did you do that easy look at these smooth you're spinning i mean i don't know i'd fall down at whatever i made that you're just look at that I know Tia got the whole thing on video and others did too, but listen, look at how much fun this is. There's grandma on 90, Mom at 90, dancing right away. I can't dance like that, Mom. Look at that, spinning around. There's the next. Look at the next guy coming up. Holy cow, look how tall that guy is. Yeah, yeah, watch this. You're going to see it. You're You're going to see it. I'm dancing her 90th birthday. Look at this guy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> you look like a munchkin there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not real. Look at this guy. There are so many nice people there. Having a great time. Winning <laughs> so around, twirling you. Ow. <laughs> How did you not fall down when you twirled? You don't, I know. but I, Wow.
1: Impressive. How cool was that? Yeah. So so here's my question. Uh, where's the video of
0: you dancing with your mom? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that because I don't want to make. He's
2: got two left feet. Yeah, oh. exactly. It wouldn't <laughs> have been
0: good. It wouldn't have made her look good. She's like, what the heck? Is... I thought she could dance. And now suddenly she, you know. Uh, but uh, no, uh, my daughter was there in a couple of uh, uh, dance. She was yeah. invited to dance uh-huh. as well. And she's 18 now. She's still not, you know, used to the interactions. Like I felt, she said, I, I'm only 18. <laughs> it was cute. I
2: started dancing when I was 16. 16.
0: Yeah, no, she dances, but it's like never in that kind of environment. That was a new thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was just so much fun. And again, you have so many friends come out. We had, yeah. you know, the pictures that they, they did, the 90 balloons, a big poster of you and all that stuff. And uh, I think I'll, I'll probably share some more on the Facebook thing as well, um, yeah. because there's a lot of pictures I haven't seen yet. That are probably even better than the ones I've shared so far. Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: nineties. Wow.
0: Pretty wild. Pretty wild. It is. Yeah. It
2: is. From the age of no refrigerators, we used to use an ice box Mm -hmm. with an ice. A big ice. Ice, and then with a pick would cut it, Mm -hmm. and would buy the the ice cubes and bring it upstairs and put it in the ice box, Mm -hmm. and then you had to. Get the draw from the bottom of all the water that would, would drip down and, yeah. and, and throw it in the sink.
0: <laughs> what you've seen it in is, your lifetime, yeah, the transition yeah. of life and Indeed. conveniences and technology, yeah. some bad, not all bad, but right. some cool things that you, you even – because you have a smartphone of all things. Yes, you, you sort of know how to use it. You think it's kind, bad, but – Kind of. You no, know, I'm impressed yeah? that you can use it at all. My, even my wife has problems with this technology, oh, really so really it's well. not – Uh, You know, you've adapted over time.
2: As best as I can.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, again, if anybody has questions uh, for Mickey, Mom, at 90, we're here today in this hour just celebrating her uh, birthday today. And and, uh, just uh, always fun to hang things. And after the show, we hit our... uh, I would almost call a family tradition going to R. Thomas, R. Thomas all those years yes, ago, yes. you know, so being in town and being able to do that.
1: Bad, By the way, speaking no, Speaking of R. Thomas, I dug mm-hmm. into the archives here yeah. and I located uh uh-huh. a couple of the pictures here from when you were at r yeah. thomas with the infamous bird on your head there it is yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was some years ago yeah, right the richard there's that one head. and this
1: one actually goes back uh-huh. a little bit there's another
0: one there from another time that, that you goes went. even further back yeah. Yeah. i used to have more hair and it was brown <laughs> <laughs> that is wild that is wild there yeah No, there are great pictures with mom and Richard Thomas and others, friends that we've had over the years back. One of my friends from going back to elementary school and his mom, hopefully they'll meet us for lunch today as well. Yes, because they thought that the the birthday party was today on your birthday. So they mistimed it. So maybe we'll get to see them on the way out, uh, which will be nice. Yes. So. uh, All right. What else we want to cover here? Super D. I mean, we've got a few more stories to hit. We've got a homeopathic hit of the day, too, uh, as well.
1: We uh, we had actually we missed this in the last hour here but we did have a comment of the day from Beth Ann.
0: Oh, this is good. Yeah. Go ahead and read that.
1: It says thanks Robert for addressing the homeopathy book by Kate Birch. We just ordered it. Now, if I remember correctly, Beth Ann was was she the one that wrote in about
0: having trouble with the materia medica? Yeah, she bought a boricky and went, I can't figure this thing out. And it's like Right. No, it's not a slight on her because, as I told people, to read that book is unwieldy because it's it's very archaic. The language is different. It goes into things that we're not used to. But as I said, for those that are interested, just take one remedy like Arnica. One of the simpler remedies to understand and just study that you begin to get a rhythm to that. But still, it's not so practicable unless you really want to dig deep. Therefore, there are a number of books out there that are more simple in their their focus. And Kate wrote a nice book when we had her on recently talking homeoprophylaxis and more. So apparently she liked it.
1: Yep. So or she just deep? ordered it. She also says, we appreciate you. Uh, I just turned 70. I'm on zero meds and look pretty darn good. Mm. Thanks to your show through the years. People are shocked to find out my true age.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Bethan. you're right. You're living it, right? And like I said, see mom, 20 years, you senior yeah. and doing things that are supposed to be, you know, impossible. You know, the way we accept things. Honestly, as I said earlier, when you think of a 90-year-old dancing, you think of someone in a walker nowadays, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And not doing what we just saw mom do uh, and uh, celebrating life while you're here, you know, living it up. So that's really yeah. kind of cool. Kind of very cool. All right. We have a story about candy. Uh, Illinois wants to ban food chemicals that are found in candies and sodas. Now, what's interesting about this story is that in the early 19th, 20th century, you got Harvey Wiley, the founder of the Pure Food Act, uh, that was the uh, predecessor for the modern FDA that became a captured agency. And he said, you know what? We have an obligation to protect the food supply for, from becoming poison or adulterated. And in, in those times, they threw out the, uh, the the candy manufacturers that came over from Germany, right? It's the dawn of the industrial revolution. Well, not the dawn, it's midway through it, but the organic chemistry concept or where they started taking aniline dyes and converting them into various beautiful yeah. colors. Yeah. And yet, those colors were not in nature. It, yet, they were in a Art- sense. Art- artificial Artificial, right and they didn't consider hey they could be toxic poisons to the human and animal body there were some that knew it and harvey wiley was one of them and said hey we got to protect the public and this comes back around super down to our first hour talking about banning things or not is there a role for government to say that's toxic poison it doesn't belong in the food you're selling i mean if you're a libertarian do you like go oh i don't agree with the government banning that uh, yet, you know, your kids are going to eat. It's like, wow, it's an interesting philosophical discussion as well.
1: I think that the the, the point, the mm-hmm. important point to be made on this is up until recently, these companies that are using these, these chemicals and stuff like that. Mm hmm. For the most part, and I'm not going to say all of them. I think some of them, maybe they were kind of just unwittingly, uh, you know, putting these things in the thing because they thought they were safe. But uh, right. what we've discovered is that a lot of these companies know that this stuff isn't safe, but they're not telling yeah. people because they're making money. Yeah. So my my solution would be, you don't necessarily have to ban it, but let people know what it is. Be yeah. honest right. about but what it is. It. Let them know, you know what, I've this is our product here. The stuff that's in it. Yeah, it's it's not good for you, but if you want to buy it here, you wanna buy it. No, they don't want to say that because they know that people won't most people won't buy it.
0: Here's what is said. Hey, the FDA says it's okay, so it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) So that's where we get the deception that even if you or I were to talk to a mom and say, Hey, you know what, that stuff you're putting into your kids or letting them eat is dangerous and then they look at you like you got Three heads. How Because, right. because the, the FDA, FDA yeah. wouldn't allow it if it were dangerous. So we have yeah. this deceptive practice mindset where people believe that if the FDA says it's okay, it's approved. So there's deception in it. Is what I'm saying. People
2: need to wake up.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. I, there needs to be honesty and transparency right. in what it is that we're eating and what's in these products and and you yeah. know the harms that that can happen from them. And if people still want to do it. That's up to them. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't you can't but stop no, anybody from. Truth. Poking their, themselves in the eye with a sharp stick. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't ban sticks. You know, right. it's, it's 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 not how it works. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Yeah. Then we have uh, Bayer being ordered to pay a two point two five billion dollar fine after you know the jury links the herbicide Roundup to cancer. This is a, a, a long list of many uh, that were uh, you know awarded. The fines were awarded based on uh, various. Um, Lawsuits, and we talked about the price of business. If you make uh, fifty billion on a product and you get fined two billion, you're like, that's "Big the, deal, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. We made our money." And then the executives at Bayer or Monsanto, no account of jail. They're not fined personally. Their houses are not lost in in this regard. They
2: bribe everything on site.
0: Yeah, and so you have a situation where those that are criminals are protected through these liability protection acts, yeah. and then. Uh, The companies make so much money that they can pay the fines. And who who does the fine go to? Does it go to actually the people that are harmed when it comes to the official responses by government? No. Sometimes you can get some uh, awards when you have a private lawsuit. Right? It's not a criminal suit, but it's a private suit. And then you may get some. The lawyers end up getting the most, of course. Uh, But the idea that you can just throw a product out there be protected because it then years later or epa in this case years later the company is fined and the people behind it that knew they were cr- you know doing criminal act- actions engaged but in activities like robert this. here yeah.
1: here's here and here's you know these these stories are impressive when we read the headline right right holy cow 2.25 bill, oh man bear yeah. boy they finally got what's coming to them right mm-hmm. no it never is just never unfortunately and not to be yeah. a debbie downer but yeah. it, 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 when you, we look at the details here, it's obvious what, what happens because there's a history here. Mm-hmm. A jury handed down a $2.25 billion verdict, including $2 billion in punitive <laughs> damages uh, because there was this guy that got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. sued. Uh, the, the jury uh, returned a unanimous verdict finding that Roundup was a cancer-causing product and that Monsanto was negligent and that Monsanto failed to warn the dangers of Roundup so you know if if you stop reading it right there then you go all right yay let's all celebrate mm-hmm. Bayer finally got it Monsanto you know they they yeah. well no let's let's read what is happening in this situation and what always happens in all of these situations mm-hmm. Bayer Monsanto uh their response their statement on this is that it's going to appeal the verdict on what it calls the unconstitutionally excessive damages, and it says the jury's verdict conflicts with the overwhelming weight of scientific evidence and worldwide regulatory and scientific assessments. So in the end, what ends up happening here? They're not going to pay $2.25 billion. If anything, they're going to come to some sort of settlement where they're going to give the guy a fraction of that money, and they're going to continue making Roundup and putting glyphosate out there and th- the beat just goes on. It just keep, you know, yeah. nothing changes in this situation.
0: And, and super done. How many people, I mean, I don't, you don't, you don't live in a big na- <clears throat> excuse me neighborhood or anything, but most of these, uh, uh, particularly uh, like gated communities other things like that will mandate the use of this mm-hmm. stuff. They'll hire people to, to spray it because they want everybody to look like nice green yeah. lawns, everything right. like that. That's the same. And, and yet, in a sane world with a sane regulatory body, you go, there's no way we can allow this to happen. There are too many people getting sick. There are too many people dying. Yet, there seems to be that disconnect through the corporate mentality of like, you know what, as long as we can profit from it, and if we pay a fine later, even then we'll fight it, as you point out. Uh, You know, that's where there is this push and pull, as we've talked about, the idea of banning something versus at least being truthful about it. And if pe- everybody knew, you might not see it in every drugstore, grocery store, or you know, big big box retailer where you have rows and rows of, of, of Roundup and, and things like that for lawn care or whatever. Uh, right now, people are spraying these chemicals as if they don't do anything, but lovely, wonderful things, uh, getting rid of weeds or bugs, or et cetera. Uh, Which is not the truth and yet they'll you know, they'll continue to cry that this is unfair It's like amazing the levels to which they'll go to not take responsibility or self-efface look in the mirror as we talked about in terms of uh, Repentance, you know, they need to repent Indeed and and mom when you you know part of your journey of detoxing your body back in the day uh, and this is written about in your book the whole big yeah. boil that just bubbled right. up on your back. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I joked, I thought a Buick was going to come out of it. That's right. Um, yes. And it was like part of the process that really tra- changed and transformed your future. as yeah. the body walled it off as you got stronger by going organic, doing right. the homeopathy, the detox support and it hard tissue, foul tissue came out of that thing. And then, you know, you were on hormone therapy, right? Right. For the menopause, yes. which was you know, pregnant horse you're in. And these things are known to cause cancer as well. And, you know, it stopped all of that. And it's funny because we have a a funny, but a story here Mm -hmm. uh, also from the scientific uh, world about uh, exposure to toxic metals Mm -hmm. is impacting what? Like arsenic, cadmium, mercury and lead could reduce the number of eggs in ovaries uh, as in your uh, menopause, diminish ovarian reserve. And so it makes a disease process out of a normal cycle of change for women. And these are toxic metals that are brought about often by industry polluting not CO2, but heavy metals, right? There's a distinction here. Uh, And this is why folium PX and other detox support products, seleniums, we talk about liver support, all so critical for women that are going through menopause, because the reality isn't just the hormones that shift. Mm -hmm. It's all the things that make it aberrant and abnormal, not healthy, normal in terms of age. Yep. So remember that, y'all detoxify go organic yes. and not don't suffer if you don't need to unless you want to but right. as super don's point is today i believe is go in full consciousness at least you know they can't lie to you and deceive you in a in, a, in an ideal world mm-hmm. they'd have to tell you the truth and then you get to make the decision as opposed right. to we're pretending this stuff is safe has nothing to do with anything we don't know what causes it but we know it's not fill in the blank right right the vaccines etc so lies lies and lies yeah and more anyway so home stretch here super don we got about five minutes before we wrap up our early edition of the robert scott bell show just in time uh to do a homeopathic hit and then we'll do a bonus round if you guys have questions for mom at 90 yeah. uh submit them if you're watching this later submit them i'll get her on later uh but for now robertscottbell.com listen great place to watch or listen to the show we also have news about our uh q streaming channel it changed the number uh super don what it's a new channel, uh, apparently. I don't know why that happened, but we just got to roll with it. Uh, it's 2070. So, the Q-Streaming channel has been changed to 2070. That's a 24-7 when Super Don gets the technology right and he's experimenting with it. Go to RSB Show 1, the number one, myqstreaming.com, and uh, click the stream for $59.99. You get hundreds of channels, including pay-per-view for no extra charge, all the pay channels and movies that you want, and the Robert Scott Bell Show channel and that's a great deal and you can do that as a fundraiser for your church or organization as well because everybody's paying for something might as well pay that and you can watch anything anytime even on all right super d what else we got well we've got
1: three minutes before we have to go to break oh well let's do a
0: homeopathic kit
1: all right playing all of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the Robert Scott Bell
0: show. All right, it's a homeopathic quick hit as we're wrapping up the birthday show for mom. This one is Lemna minor. It is a minor remedy. I haven't utilized it a lot. It's not as well known as many others even for what it's primarily used for. I want to thank Trinity School of Natural Health Nutritional Frontiers and Folium PX for being Uh, Wonderful sponsors and supporters of this message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty, making even these homeopathic hits possible. Lemna minor, the remedy often for sinusitis and nasal congestion. uh, And it is, uh, you know, basically origin is known as duckweed. Duckweed? Did you get there? It is. It's an actual plant. It's not a duck, but it's called duckweed. Uh, maybe associated with ducks. It's a very cute plant, but it can be utilized as a homeopathic menis- medicine to treat sinus issues and nasal congestion. If we look at the the effectiveness in treating chronic sinusitis and nasal congestion, um, these are uh, conditions often exacerbated or made worse by damp, cold weather. It's also indicated in cases of uh, postnasal drip and related headaches. And interestingly enough, two sides of the same coin, putrid smells or loss of smell. And and I'm not talking about maybe a smell might be not really present. The point is you have this symptom that mass just like, what is that? And and it can be a loss of smell. So either side of that equation, this lemna uh, minor is something that could be indicated mentally. There may be a general state of irritability or discomfort associated with these persistent nasal and sinus issues. So primary uses sinusitis, nasal congestion. Managing chronic sinusitis, nasal congestion, especially when symptoms worsen in damp and cold conditions. Kind of like what happened in Atlanta the last couple of days. You had all that rain, and then yeah. it got cold, so it's cold and damp. Post-nasal drip. Cases of post-nasal drip associated discomfort, including sinus headaches, and even respiratory allergies. Sometimes <laughs> uh, sinus, as you cough there, we need some lemna minor, cough, uh, respiratory allergies, <laughs> that affect the sinus and nasal passages. Start with low potency, 6X, 10X, 12C, 12X, 30C, whatever. Move up to higher if you need them. If you got severe chronic disabilities there, consult the homeopath when appropriate. Other remedies to consider, these are complements to this, Cali Bichromicum. Cali Bi or Cali B is one of the great remedies for sinus issues uh, with thick, stringy mucus and sinus congestion. Stictopulmonaria, another additional sinus congestion support. And Nux Vomica, uh, for sinus issues exacerbated exacerbated by cold weather, so complementing Lambda Minor's actions sounds like a, a you know a, a, something up in the stars. Lambda Minor, yeah. we're heading right to Lambda Minor. Duckweed, the duckweed print, uh, 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 what we call it um, in in astrology. I, I constellation, name. constellation. Thank you, you, <laughs> you read go. my mind there. I lost constellation, so we're going to the conclusion now. <laughs> Remember, if it's serious stuff, consult a homeopath if you can find one. If not. Just remember, this is a valuable and safe remedy in a homeopathic form for sinusitis, uh, nasal congestion related symptoms. And if you don't mind, keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show and sharing this with your neighbors and friends and family. And uh, they can learn more about this and dig deeper if you want go to materia Medical, which is difficult, admittedly, or other books that we'll recommend from time to time and cover here each day on the homeopathic hit segment and available to you. Because SuperDon makes these PDFs downloadable for free, in the show notes each day and once a week adds them to the, the website. But if you want the video audio slash version, please become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And remember, this is to not to, not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but to empower you with information so you can make fully informed decisions about the care of your health, the health of your loved ones, including your children, without obstacle, without being violated by a government or other institutions or agencies or companies that, that don't want you to have the freedom to choose Indeed. that path that is right for you. Yeah. So, Mom, as we wrap up your birthday edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, what one thing do I say at the end of every show?
2: The power to heal is yours and only yours. <laughs> Remember.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get the headphones on here and join by another family member that's never been on to my knowledge you've never been on the Robert oh, Gadbell show I haven't. no all right let's get this in first here time. this is Jeremy the first of the next generation my sister's uh, eldest son my cousins my nephew <clears throat> and if you can see the beard that he's got is a just boy you get, you guys creativity. aren't related
1: at all uh, not at all not
0: either, you way. don't right. think do we have any uh, uh, image no. uh, connection <laughs> activity here yeah uh, that's great. Look at that beard that he can make. All right. But yeah. you'll notice that, as we pointed out, I think I did a live last night on Instagram and showed him and his brother, uh, Ben, who got all the hair on his head. Yep. Enough for mm-hmm. 10 of us. And, uh, oh, Jeremy, so that's where it went. Yeah. Jeremy got rooked okay. out of that, but Absolutely. he's got the great beard, so we don't have to show the bald head if you don't want to. It's okay. So, anyway, we, we were talking about grandma, your grandma, 90, dancing can't believe it. Not a lot of grandmas at 90 dancing. Most are in wheelchairs, I would say. Yeah, if they're (laughs) alive at all. So that's been pretty cool watching her, uh, you know, age, but age in a way that we're not used to for most of the people at that age. So that's been kind of cool and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you let's say you were the first of the next generation for our family at 20, what, six now? Six, yeah. 26. That's considered millennial or post-millennial? I think I you're Gen Z. You're Somewhere right on the in cusp, between, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I got I got asked my my nephew Jeremy here about a philosophy of of life about um, your generation. Mm-hmm. Is it, as some say, the entitled generation? You think everybody owes you everything? Have you seen that in your your generation? I would say most people think that. Most people think that of every generation. You think, or just of your age group? Uh pretty much in my age group. I feel okay. like the younger generations it gets more entitlement. Mm-hmm. I feel like just there being go. around is enough to. Isn't that interesting, you know? Yeah. Pretty wild. You know, it's like, how do you break through and break free from that thought form? Because, you know, hard work is hard work. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I wish I didn't have to work so hard. But you start seeing through the deceptions and try to figure out a way, I guess, to be more efficient in how you do it. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. Really. Mm.
1: All right. Enough with the boring questions. Okay. We've All got right. an opportunity here. What's that? Right. Yeah. So, Jeremy, I'm going to ask you, and I don't want you to look at Robert when I ask you this question, because right, this is just you. this is just you and me talking here. Okay. Yeah. I want you to tell, because we don't get opportunities like this very often. <laughs> I want you to tell us something about Robert that you think we don't know. Um, something about his personality or a story, so, whatever. Or it's up to you. It's up to you and, and understand that, that we're having some fun here. So huh. you don't have to be serious about it. Tell um, a funny story or something. you think that, that, uh, when they
0: lived in, what was it Fort Lauderdale? I yeah. Mm-hmm. We were visiting my brother and I, and my brother was learning to ride a ripstick. Oh yeah. The, 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 the single yeah, legs, the you got to wiggle to ride them. Yeah. yeah. And he was holding on to the back of the car. We were going up to the park at the front of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And he was a little too close to the back tire. And Scott ran over the back of his foot. And Ben's (laughs) like, ow, 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 my foot. I did that? Yeah, you stopped the car because you were like, oh, no, he's screaming. And come to find out, you had stopped on his foot. On his oh. foot, <laughs> and he started, but he pulled off, and everything was fine. But yeah, uh. you know, it's weird. Those traumatic memories, I forget about now yeah. that you remember. It's like you dude, block
1: that stuff out. I yeah, about it too. And reminded me. Did he? He was like,
0: "Do you remember the time he oh ben, you my foot?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." I ran over my nephew's foot oh wow Wow. what a horrible memory that was (laughs) he likes it for some reason he thought it was funny he thinks it's a good memory yeah it's a good memory well the thing is you know the irresponsibility of of the crazy dads like i was or uncles you know we did stuff that would push the envelope of safety uh, true you know but oh those are
1: the those are the don't tell your mom moments. don't tell your mom that this happened that's why we
0: like coming over okay yes there There was a little bit more freedom in that regard just a bit danger danger right all right hmm there you go. And that's a memory I forgot about too. So that's pretty wild. Nice. Anyway. And we had, uh, as I said, uh, some folks that knew um, my dad, uh, Jeremy's grandpa, yeah. you know, with all the, remember grandpa had his sequin shirts oh, yeah. and he would do Neil diamond stuff. Right. We still have those actually. Yeah. I have I his blue in. sequin we shirts. Have you have one. the red one, yeah. right. One of the ladies that uh, was at the party last night, you know, played piano and was part of the music scene as well. And, yeah. And uh, work with Grandpa George, my dad, as well on on those fun things. So, a lot of cool memories over the years. Absolutely. As we talked about life itself and longevity, I mentioned this about my dad. He did about half the things that I recommended. You know, he wasn't as strict on the diet at all. And and you know, he had yeah. a medical history that was different than my mom's. Although uh, Grandma Mickey, as we know, went pretty much all organic and and yeah, changed her sure. diet and lifestyle. And here she is still here. Um, so, and, and that's not to say, you know, who knows how long my dad would have lived if he had chosen to eat cleaner, but I think certainly a lot, in fact, probably would have lived longer. Yeah. In some ways he did live longer than he might have because he did some of the stuff because he had like a lot of history of kidney issues and he ended up with the, the kidney disease and dialysis all those years ago now. So anyway, um, Jeremy, you've, you've made some choices, uh, and you're aware of a lot of things, people your age are not because you're in the family absolutely but uh um you and ben have grown up to be pretty amazing kids i have Appreciate to say that. yeah yeah watching Do our best yeah dude it's, it's a weird world it's a crazy world it is a crazy world but you guys are amazing and jeremy does mechanic stuff so i'm like mm-hmm. i want to fly him out to replace the heat shield on the used car we got you know yeah we're oh, <laughs> yeah, right because we got this unit we're putting in anyway yeah. but it's cool uh 5 40 p.m yeah So let's see. Oh, Annie's back from Quebec. Hi, Annie. Welcome back. For those of you tuning in right now and going, why are you still on at all? Why are you on at all? We're normally on, you know, three o'clock Eastern. uh, But, well, it's an early morning because we're at Grandma Mickey's, my mom's, for her 90th birthday. And we celebrated and she was dancing up a storm last night and uh, she woke up earlier than my daughter (laughs) this (laughs) morning uh, to get ready for the day and enjoy it. If you missed it. Ah, uh, the last hour of the show, we had uh, Mom on for for most of it. Anyway, lots of good stuff, lots of good memories created here, and then we head to our Thomas. Oh yeah, I'm for, excited for that. Yeah, can you show that picture of the bird on my head for for Jeremy? Yeah, uh, seen on that a in second, a while. Yeah. All right, you find that. Well, you I have other pictures. I see a picture of Ula right yeah, now. Yeah, right. well, I was,
1: I was going to bring that up first, but okay, you can hold do on. that too. That's hold okay. On. I got to get yeah. the birds. Where did I? I don't even know what I did with them. I got rid of them already.
0: Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Here
1: we go. Here's one. No worries. Here's one. There you go. There's the bird.
0: Bird on the head. There it is. Right. You know, Richard used to put up birds on her head or oh, yeah. whatever back then. So um, another great legend of Atlanta passing some years ago, but we still, his daughter's carrying on the, the legacy at R. Thomas. So we're going to hit lunch there on the way to the, there you go. The there's other, the other one. pictures. Sandra, is she going to meet us for lunch or she's working? No, she she's working today, she right? Working. Yeah.
1: So I got a picture so, from Ula. She sent it to me. Okay. And here she is. Here.
0: Oh, look at Ula. She's at her workplace. There's the um, and hyperbaric she says
1: client is still alive. Yes, enjoying 100% oxygen under pressure. Nice.
0: That's a powerful technique for okay. health and healing. Now
1: I'm looking at this thing. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? You remember this this the Star Trek movie where uh, the in search of Spock? or I oh, think they, it was called.
0: Yeah, they put him in the the. What were those things called? The missiles that it was like, yeah,
1: like this thing. And they shot him out there and they they discovered him on the planet. That's
0: what that looks like to me. That's right. That. But yeah, if you ever have done hyperbaric oxygen, have you ever done it? I haven't. Mom, have you done a hyperbaric oxygen ever? Yeah. But that's a really profound tool for, you know, recovery from injury, neurological trauma, stresses, other things. Uh, and it's uh, Ula's there in I think Greenville, South Carolina, where they have a place to go, and it's a wonderful, powerful tool for healing. It it really is. So I remember we did a a, a, a live broadcast from a place I think outside of Phoenix, near Scottsdale, Arizona, where they had that huge like twelve to fifteen person one that we were in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we did a show from that there there as well. So that was pretty amazing.
1: Yep, it was right behind you.
0: Yeah. You're so yeah while we're doing the show that's right so all right any other questions or comments coming in i'm going to check i don't know if anybody knew to be at our website this morning because we started so early you're going to replay the show at normal time for people that yeah i'll, I'll do a replay of this here uh, in just under three hours okay yeah not, nothing going on at the website today at this moment but we have the updates come in the next zoom ama did i correctly say it was the 24th of february a, a Saturday?
1: Let's take a look. I think that sounds
0: right. 20, yeah, yeah. One
1: day after I, I, I hit another.
0: Let's see, February 24th? Is 24th. Is it 24th? Yes, Saturday? it is. 9
1: a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern.
0: So that's the birthday where I'll have to say my late 50s. I can't argue mid-50s anymore. So what am I going to say? But Dude, wait a minute. You're 57? 58, I think. I don't know. How old am I? I thought you were 42. Forty two? Yeah, I like that better. But oh come on, how old are you? Sixty six to twenty four. So Are you good.
1: seriously doing math to figure out how old you are? Yes.
0: <laughs> after fifty after forty, who cares, right? So you I, just, think I, I think I yeah. think I'll be turning fifty eight, right? So it's hard to say. Is that mid fifties? No, yeah.
1: Fifty eight? No, fifty mid fifties would be fifty five to fifty seven, I think. So, so yeah, so yeah, now I'll have to say
0: late 50s. you You're officially I'm over the old old. hill uh this, I don't, this birthday. I don't like the sound of that, but then again, I got mom at 90. So what am I going to complain about? Right? There you go. So anyway, that's coming up. So if you'd be part of our zoom AMA uh, you want to become part of our patron uh, support family. we would love that and appreciate that. And um, that allows us to do a lot of things, you know, including the update and upgrading of the website, which is happening. It's going to be a lot more, a lot easier to use. I have to say compared to we've been riding for at least 10 years on this old technology. So thank you for bearing with us all these years.
1: All right. Well, that's all I've got tomorrow. Uh,
0: Let's see what we got tomorrow. Uh, Looks like. Ann Archer Butcher is back Ann Archer is back. So we'll talk about energy healing, Uh, you know, reiterate the story of her husband overcoming cancer with energy medicine. That's going to be great. And And then hour
1: two, dude, when I saw when Yeah. When 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 uh, Kevin booked this, I was like, wait a minute. Kim, wait,
0: wait, wait. She Kim was Alex, another Kim supermodel Alexis. of the 90s, wasn't she? Dude,
1: she was like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: Kim Alexis. Big so time. Yeah. This will be our third one because we've had Elle McPherson, Carol right. Alt is a good friend. Right. And now Kim Alexis. Kim Alexis. Wow. Okay. That's cool. We'll have that tomorrow.
1: I I personally did not have the poster in my room, but I know other people that did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She was, she was, uh, I don't know what
0: to, do you know what topic she's coming on to talk about
1: it's health related yeah okay. uh but um yeah we'll try not to do like you know fanboy cool. uh yeah. questions
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's wild let's see what else we got this week coming up let me go back to my calendar and take a look uh let's see wednesday we talk uh to tracy Slepsovic. one last try before the uh the autism health summit coming up yep. in san antonio this weekend and looks like we'll be live on Thursday with Jonathan Emore. And then Brian Festa was back on the show. That's uh,
1: We the Patriots USA. We the think, Patriots right?
0: USA, yep. yeah. And then Friday, we'll be in San Antonio. We've got Lisa Hill scheduled. She's got the silver thread pillow covers. We're going to talk about that. If you want to sleep on silver, you'll be much better off. Silver Silverite pillows. Do you have one of those, Mom? Have I sent you? Because if not, I'll get you one. Um, Silverite pillows. And then Michael Bolden back. And then whoever else will be there local at the uh, event on uh, the weekend and yeah, i should be able to be there and get uh oh my buddy brian's calling here hold on here all right stand by we're gonna get that brian i'm almost off the air stand by so uh with that i think we got the the show in in the camp my mom for being on board today happy birthday mom once again and mm-hmm. jeremy birthday. my nephew being on board the robert scott bell show and Thanks all for y'all me. for being with us and god bless you we'll see you tomorrow from the home studio And remind you that the power to heal is yours.